Hi, thanks for downloading this podcast. This is Jack AM FM, the audio track of what is a video morning show we do every day, uh, every morning uh, over at twitch.tv slash Jack Allison. If you like what you hear on this podcast, uh, feel free to go check it out. Uh, we're doing it every morning, uh, uh, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern uh, at Twitch TV slash Jack Allison. Uh, and while you're over there, maybe hit the subscribe button. You know, if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, you get one free Twitch Prime subscription a month. Why not make it me so I can make a little bit of money? Anyway, enjoy the show. All right. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Jack AM, 7 AM Pacific, 10 AM Eastern. It's September 6, 2018. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, everyone. We have a we have a lot of show for you here today. We have a lot. We have a lot today. We are uh, at eight o'clock. This is uh, this is very, very, very exciting. We were able to. I, I don't know how we did it, folks. I don't know how we did it, but we we were able to land an interview with the anonymous Trump administration official who wrote the New York Times op-ed yesterday. So uh, that's going to be really exciting. We're going to get some insight into how that whole thing came together and, uh, you know, just uh, maybe go into a little more detail uh, uh, exactly how this person is resisting the president's agenda uh, from within the administration. So uh, uh, that's a lot of news. That's that's big. That's a really big get. You know, that's like, you know, if this doesn't get me on, you know, all the all the news channels and everything, uh, I'll be surprised because uh, we really did get him. We uh, I shouldn't say him. Even I shouldn't say him. We're going to be and we're going to be we are going to be modulating the voice. Uh, so, you know, you're not going to be able to. So this is not a question about this is not an interview about who is it. This is an interview about why. Why was it done? Why was it done? But first, I want to I want to talk a little bit about. Um, well, I, I guess I want to address some some controversy, um, and uh, uh, I want to I want to I do want to address briefly. I guess uh, uh, some allegations that were made, um, and I think you all are aware uh, of what I'm talking about here. Um, some allegations have been made, and I, and while I uh, uh, and I and I really do appreciate. I want to say first that I that I really do appreciate the support of the slurp fam at this time i mean in the in the month that i've been doing this show in the in the one month that i've been doing this show it, it's really become a sanctuary it's really become a sanctuary for me it's become a sanctuary for for you for all of you in the in the audience of the show um we're a family we're the slurp family um and so it is time with heavy heart that uh that I that I do address these allegations and I and I I regretted to even do this. I I I I I was not sure if I even wanted to do this but but the the accusers have gotten so loud. The accusers have gotten so loud that that I really think that it's starting to take over the conversation. It is taking over the conversation at this point. And so so like when Obama finally revealed his birth certificate. I, I just want to put an end to it right here and now. If you'll all indulge me, uh, uh, I will be right back in, in just a moment here. Just give me just one moment. 
So this is one black shirt. This is one black shirt right here. This is a second black shirt. That's another black shirt. We got number two right here. Got another black shirt right here. This is uh, this is number three. That's a third black shirt. And uh, uh-oh, look who it is. Number four. That's another black shirt right there. And that is black. Uh-oh. Number five? Five black shirts? And hold on, what am I wearing today? A, 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 a black shirt? Hold on a second. So, so, I guess it's clear to me, and it's clear to, I think, anyone who watches this stream at this point um, that I'm not just wearing one shirt. I'm not just wearing one black shirt over and over and over again. Hmm. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That is uh, okay. So, yeah, uh, uh, that's all the black shirts. That's I have six black shirts right here and now. Okay. There's some people in the chat. And just for the sake, just for the sake of fully... Uh, well, you know what? We will... Uh, 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 Later in the show, I will have even more proof that the shirts can all appear in the same place at the same time. There are six. There are six shirts that I found. And this is even like, I don't even know if I can find all my clothes. That's the thing. I don't even know if I can find all my clothes. Clothes are a major source of stress for me. I feel like I, I never put them away is one of the problems. So they're just all over the house. It's very difficult for me to find socks, especially. I can't find socks. I cannot find socks anytime. So the big issue I run up against is I can't find two matching pairs of socks ever. Um, so I, I wear Crocs every day instead. That's why I end up wearing Star Wars Crocs every day of my life because I'm a mess. I don't have myself together as an adult, but I do have six black shirts. It's K-Day-M. There we go. It is K-Day-M, isn't it? It's K-Day-M. Welcome to K-Day-M, the show where we do put our clothes away. Hey, raise your hand if you think Jack uh, just pulled out a bunch of black cloths and tried to make it seem like they were shirts. Oh, my God. Hey, you know that that's not true. This now is just actual rumor mongering, conspiracy junk. At this I just point. asked a question, sir. This is this is now conspiracy junk, like that Alex Jones. I just himself. asked a simple question. Why yeah, can't you, you answer it? You did. You know what? Why are you deflecting? Wow. Okay. Why are you deflecting? People say people are saying there's two confirmed black shirts. Okay, yeah, you look I thought that this would, you know, like Obama, like Obama, black like Obama. I really thought that this would put the end of end of it. If I if I just revealed the black shirts the way that he revealed the birth certificate, I thought that this would put an end to it. But as it turns out, black just like the birth certificate, cloths. these haters. It's never enough for them. 
This guy's sleeves out there. This guy's sleeves out there. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do? At my correspondence dinner, when they have the correspondence dinner for me to celebrate me. When, you know, when will they do that? And they who, do it. Like, I think they have one a year or something. And who is they? The press corps. The press. The press. The press. The Jack A.M. Press. you? The Jack A.M. Press Corps. No, no, no. For me. For you. But when I give my keynote, when I give my thing at that, I'm going to make it all about how this guy sleeves is a fucked up asshole and make all the jokes, make all these jokes about sleeves. And that'll show him. Mm. That'll show this guy sleeves. Really? That's going to show him. That'll put him away for good. Okay, guys. All you have to do is do one, do a joke good enough and you drop the mic. Boom. No. Bye-bye, Sleeves. Mm -mm. I made fun of you in front of the whole press. I think that if you have a brain, you know that Jack just has a bunch of black cloths. Yeah. He picked up those cloths. Wait, wait. So now you are not asking the question. You're just outright saying it. No, I'm, I'm having a hypothetical scenario. If one were to have a brain. Mm. Oh, yeah. One would to think. One would to thinks. That one might very well may... Yes. No. Mm -hmm. You have a bunch of black cloths. Gotcha. Hey. Cloth gate. Cloth gate. I do have six black shirts. Show us the at sleeves. Least. It's the show us the sleeves. Or else we think it's cloths. That's all I'm saying. Oh my god. You know what? We're gonna have to move on from this. This obviously has not put the controversy to rest, even though I was I was convinced that it would. I thought all the these people asking me if I was wearing the same dirty shirt every day were good faith actors. I thought these were people actually devoted to the discourse. Okay, even okay, is, even if is Lindsay. We have a guest coming in. Uh, pretty soon, Kate's friend Lindsay. Oh, there she is, Lindsay. You met her on uh, Mondays. If you watch the bonus stream, you met her on Monday's bonus stream. She's going to be doing uh, pretty pretty soon. We're going to be doing a, a a cooking segment with her. She's an accomplished baker. Kate's going to go off into the kitchen and, and do a segment with Lindsay mm -hmm. where they're going to make some. Uh, uh, what, are they, what are you guys going to make today? Well, we'll find out, I guess. Right. We'll find out. We'll find out. We will find out. That's what we'll find out. She's an accomplished pastry chef. She's an accomplished be. pastry chef. She was on what's it called? The, the, she worked for the one that was on like Top, Top chef, chef or some shit. Winner of Top That's Chef. That's TV quality people. That's who you would get. The same way as we're interviewing, you know, the, the guy that did the inter anonymous White House op-ed. We are no also now having a Top Chef level pastry chef on the show She's for a demonstration. She's gotten pressed in the past for her pie cream sandwiches. Is this, is this at this point... Is this at this point Good Morning America? Yes. Are we getting guests that good? I think even better. I think we are. I think we are. I, I just wanted to take a moment to toot my own horn for, for the really good guests that we are uh, getting. We, that's a really good guest that we're, that, that we're getting. Hey, but let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the news, huh, Kate? Sure, why not? How, how about that? Hey, so uh, um, did you watch? Well, there was a whole bunch of shit that went on with the uh, uh, the Kavanaugh hearing yesterday. It was actually a bit of a, a fucked up weird circus. I really think now I'm like I'm watching these Kavanaugh hearings and this is like a guy that is uh, this is a hearing for, you know, uh, uh, the guy that will be the next Supreme Court justice. Um, 
Anyway, it's a fucking circus. It's like the, it's like wrestling over there. Let's watch a... I mean, Alex Jones showed up, which my first thing is like, it's so... This footage is so good with Alex Jones going at Marco Rubio. I may want to watch the whole thing, but I, I think we'll try not to. But uh, I take coffee black just to respond to a question in the chat. chat I take it black, folks. Okay. Let's watch uh, some of this Marco Rubio China? clip. No, here, big tech companies are, are purging conservatives. They're shadow banning. It's just like, well, my, my broader concern is that uh, we just we live in wrestling. This is like a wrestling promo. Why is Alex Jones like allowed to go up and just be like, yeah, I mean, fuck Marco Rubio, of course, of course. But it is bizarre that Alex Jones is like allowed to go in and just be like yelling. It's the fucking, it's the, it's the, it's the globalist. It is weird. <laughs> But the Democrats are doing what you said China does. It's so good. Who's that woman? These are just interviewers. Like, this was a press gaggle after the uh, uh, Supreme Court hearing. So Marco Rubio is just there to answer questions. But what about the Democrats purging conservatives? The, the, um, She's not answering. Just, the Republicans are acting like it isn't happening. Thank God Trump is. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's really weird. There's no purge of conservatives. It's no also so funny because I, what I love most about Marco Rubio, and this is also like what this is what he did during the election, too, is like Marco Rubio likes to be like he likes to kind of be like like a badass guy. He likes to be like, I'm going to kick your ass, dude, or whatever. Yeah, Marco Rubio. I mean, that is funny. Alex Jones gets on him about that, but. Marco Rubio being like, I don't know who you are. That's <laughs> not true. Infowars.com, you know what it is. Infowars.com, you know what it is. Marco Rubio and the snake. I mean, look, fuck. I don't like Alex Jones. The man's out of his mind, but... I don't know. Going up to Marco Rubio and being like, duh, 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 like that. I don't know. That's why the deplatforming didn't work. Calling him a joke and shit. Don't touch me again, man. It's good. Well, sure, I'll just pat you nicely. This shit is so funny. Oh, you want me to get arrested? It's not just going to take my first amendment. It's not just enough to take my first amendment. This is man a lot. Oh, he'll beat me up. Did you? Yeah, he's like, I'll take care of it myself. Marco Rubio's like, I'm going to take care of it myself. This is too funny at this point. Why is this YouTuber, like, in a wrestling promo with fucking Marco Rubio? It does feel like a wrestling promo. What the fuck? It's weird. Social media platforms. There goes Rubio. There goes Rubio. <laughs> it is. This is an alien versus predator. Whoever wins, we lose. This is just fun. This is just fun to watch because these are no one is good here. But it's already going on here. The Democrats are raping the Republicans. <laughs> the Democrats are raping. <laughs> the Democrats are raping Infowars. Politics are broken, folks. <laughs> the the serious politics of America are broken. They have been broken. They have been broken. Oh, it's coming. I wonder why Rubio got so mad at me and threatened me physically. What is free speech and what people disagree on? Poor Rubio. I mean, I. You guys can talk to this clown. Oh yeah. Looks <laughs> a little frat boy. So cool. That is. Go back to your bathhouse. Oh my god. 
The go back to go your bathhouse. Bath yeah. What is that like a gay slur? Yeah, because it's rumored that Marco Rubio is secretly gay, and there was some like stories about how he hangs out at like bathhouses, like you know, like uh, anonymous stories a while ago. I mean, okay, you know, it's not good to That's... do an anti-gay slur. However, you know, Marco well, Rubio I'm not saying is a conservative. I'm not saying bathhouse is a slur. It's just like specific. It's very specific. I will, it, it has an anti-gay connotation. It has an anti-gay connotation. What I will say about that. No, not yeah. bathhouses don't. Yeah. No, but the thing that Alex Jones Wait, is saying, of what, course, he's he like being it, like, you're yeah. gay or whatever. Yeah. Compromise yeah. of the bathhouses. Rubio, a little punk. Oh, Rubio, a little punk. You gotta it's, love people to turn now he's taking over like he's... It is wrestling. He's like, I'm not press anymore. I am like uh, yeah, I mean, the star now. And watch what the press the does. And then they don't even the aisle open. They step along to the side. The press, so obedient, just is like, yeah, sure, you are the story. They're trying to block me from live streams. Also, by the way, they're trying to block me. They're banning me from the websites. The oh admins, the admins have gone too far. The moderators have stepped in he incorrectly. He talks like a wrestler. He really does. This is internet shit. This is just like a guy that's the most mad at the mods. Viewers took it all the way to the subscribers. <laughs> they just took all that. Now they're lobbying in these very hearings to take me on final platforms. Uh huh. They bring us quote fake news of these things and claim anybody they disagree with is fake news. Just like he's saying China does. They're doing it. Why are you giving this guy airtime? Oh, see, see, oh, the left. Why are you giving this guy airtime? It's like we do everyone. Because it's what it's all about. The left doesn't want free speech. Wow. Don't do this. Oh I'm, boy. I'm the person in the background being like, why? Why are you giving why? this guy airtime? Please don't do it. Why are you giving this guy airtime? Oh I mean, I'm with her. Like, you know, I, I think me. she's right, actually. But, That's uh, me. Man, what a clip. I mean, why? what a clip. What a time we live in, huh? I mean, really. Really? What a one. What not a wonderful time, but what an insane. What an interesting time that we live in, huh? Ooh. What an interesting time mm-hmm. that we live in. Anyway, so even inside, inside the, uh, uh, inside the actual hearing, there's more of these. So there's so many of these sort of like outsider conservative provocateur types now. Here's what happened inside. Here's Laura Loomer, uh, who's a, I don't know, conservative like vlogger i guess who uh racist anyway here's her help us please help us mr president before it is too late because jack dorsey is trying to influence she's like selfie camming herself is so funny i can't understand her what what she what is this a, this is real is this a, a, they they're joking he's like making fun of her who is saying that they're pretty good <laughs> whoever's talking is a good is Laura Loomer like still trying to get her like shot in a good impression of someone who's running a yeah auction is, so that is not an auctioneer that is a government it's a, a representative representative and he's just drowning her out i mean she's like so he's doing a bit he was she was doing a he was doing a bit to make fun of her oh, i guess he used to be an auctioneer 
I mean, he's pretty damn good at it. But um, isn't that interesting footage to be coming from like inside the halls of government? It like and stuff. It's, it's, <laughs> it's truly maddening. I mean, I don't. It's like what? Uh, Here's something. Look at li- this. We live in hell, I guess. Yeah. We live in How about hell. this? And you'll need to so this is today. That we selfie. What sticks. is she saying, by the way? Like she's like she's trying to be like all the other Kavanaugh protesters, which there's a lot of great Kavanaugh protesters like standing up, and I think that's who fucking you know uh, 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 Diane Feinstein. Did you see that Diane Feinstein? Yeah, like tweeted out. She was oh like, uh, or like said, she was like, I'm so sorry, Mr. Kavanaugh, for all the really rude, for all the really really rude. Uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Mr. I'm so sorry, Kavanaugh. sir. I'm so sorry. You have to deal with the filthy masses. I hate them too, sir. I hate them too, sir. Yeah, I think she's talking about like. The fucking she's just talking about getting banned the same as Alex Jones is. She's talking about how like her and conservatives like don't have the like, you know, inordained like God given right to say that like Muslims are fucked up on social media platforms. You know what I mean? That's what she's talking about. So she oh, it's a, she it's a different hearing. It's just another. Di- oh, my God. She wasn't protesting Kavanaugh. I don't know. Not, not Kavanaugh. She was like talking about the same bullshit Alex Jones is where she's, so she's like, like a fucking one of those. Uh, she's Alex one of those Jones-y provocateurs. Types. Yeah. She like got mad because her like verification got uh, pulled on Twitter and she wants to get verified again. All this shit. I need hey, to get, I need look, to get one of those selfie sticks. Well, that's an interesting thing you say because selfie sticks have played an integral role in our on our politics for a couple of years now. So this is right now, but let's cut let's cut just uh, two three years ago. <laughs> ding, ding. Prune. Prune. There we are. 2016, 2018. Please help us, Mr. President, before it is too late. Hey, you know, maybe we shouldn't have, uh, maybe we shouldn't have, like, gotten social media so cozy with politics. Yeah. Maybe that's where it gets here. Maybe this is where it gets us. you're blaming the BuzzFeed Obama video. I'm not blaming it. I'm just saying that all these things, I'm not actually blaming it, but, but, but I do want to watch it again. Okay, play it again. No, no, I want to watch the the whole Obama BuzzFeed video. Okay, sure. Because do people remember this video? I like. Fa- I pulled this the is clip. on the wheel of praise, by the way. I pulled the clip. I pulled this the like just the selfie part of the clip. I'm not blaming them or anything. I was actually just like making a connection between like them using selfie sticks. I just like she's using a selfie stick, and I'm like, when's the last time I saw a bunch of selfie sticks? But let's watch this video. I would love to watch this video. Uh, from BuzzFeed. This is, I believe, 20, 2016. Uh, uh, let me find exactly when it is here. Um, I feel like it was like 2015. I think it might have been 2015. Uh, um, God, I just don't know, actually, because... Well, if you're on the YouTube upload, you can see the upload date. No, because it was uploaded on Facebook, is the thing. Uh, yeah, 2015, they, 2015. Oh, yeah. I was right. That's a, that's a 2015, but... Uh, Kate A.M. So, so just to catch everybody up, the premise of this video is it's Obama doing a BuzzFeed video, right? You'll see that this video is actually about uh, the things we do when no one's watching. And so it's actually... Uh, the premise of this video, as you'll see, is how much uh, Obama is like a uh, young white guy. Young uh, white millennial guy. Wait, who's the guy in it with Just him? some guy. Some, like, BuzzFeed guy. Things everyone does but doesn't talk about. 
They should have cleaned that mirror. Yeah, they should have cleaned the mirror. They maybe should have just like put uh, some Windex over the mirror. And you know what else? Should have brought a sound guy to the White House. Oh boy. Oh boy. Do you say prune when you take a selfie? The deadline for signing up for health insurance is February. February. Not like February. any other Wednesday. That's not right. Wednesday. Look how much Obama's February, like this uh, young white Wednesday. guy. February young 15th. little white man. February 15th. In many cases, you can get health insurance for less than $100 a month. Just go to healthcare.gov to figure out how to sign up. February 15th. Oh. Thanks, Obama. Ah, thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Obama liked doing this stuff. That's the thing. It's like I know he did the little like sign up for healthcare thing, but like it's, pretty good. it's fun for him to be in a uh, web video. He likes it a little too much. He's drawing his wife. Seconds left in the game. I don't get Down that one. one. I don't get that one. Where? Where's answer. this white fella today? Does everyone just secretly draw their wife when no one's watching? Yeah, I don't know. I don't get that one at all. <laughs> I, I really, I don't get that part. <laughs> Mr. President? Can I live? Oh boy. You do you. Aha! Uh -huh. He's miming playing basketball. <laughs> YOLO. <laughs> YOLO? He says YOLO. Alright. <laughs> oh, Alright. Um, that video featured a young white guy, huh? In 2015? Yeah, it did. What's the uh, party registration look like for young white male millennials? Oh, <laughs> let's see here. Let me just pull You're it up. You're not blaming that on the. Obama's I'm not, but Buzz I do think I video. do think that there was probably a choice. Uh, uh, I do think there was probably a choice to make it a young white guy because they knew they weren't like uh, polling that well. Um, so let's look around 2015. Ah, oh yeah, much higher Republican. Anyway, so let's go to uh, uh, let's. Uh, so, I, I believe Lindsay is ready, right? So. Uh, I will be going into our kitchen and Lindsay's going to teach me how to make. Wow. Lindsay, do you want to come in here and just introduce your. Uh, Let me get the mic for her then. Your cooking segment. Here, why don't you just sit in here. Have a seat. Sure. You guys, this is my dear best friend, Lindsay Kirk. Hello. Uh, <laughs> so Lindsay is a an accomplished pastry chef, as you can tell by just she looks like a movie character of a pastry chef, <laughs> you know, like she's got the pink bandana on her head, bright colors, glasses. She's smart, but she is good with her hands, you know, so good. like a character in a movie that makes pastries. <laughs> Remember that movie um, where Maggie Gyllenhaal played a baker? What was that? With Will Ferrell, Stranger Than Fiction. Oh, yeah. You, oh, I that's, love that movie. You're, you're kind of giving that vibe today. Honestly? Like a young single mom. I like it. Yeah. I take it. <laughs> so this is this is the Kate AM guest, and uh, we'll talk more about Lindsay as, the, as we wait for the final product. I have a link here that Jack uh, can click for me if he comes back. Why are you standing up? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. Jack just like I hit. Going to the kitchen with the iPad to show it the no, I gotta, we gotta, we gotta set it all up. Do a Google Hangout. Okay. I need your help. Okay. I need your help. As you know, I don't know how to do any of the technology here. Yeah. 
I know nothing about technology. So Be- thanks, Jack. I'm very, I, I actually am very technologically capable and uh, live most of my life online. But uh, Jack has not taught me how to use this setup. And I think it's an oppressive tactic to keep me under his thumb so I can't take over Jack AM. Uh, so that being said, let's, uh, let's get, let's, uh, maybe we'll ask Lindsay a few questions and then we'll take it away. We just got to set this up really quick. Jack, uh, sighed heavily. (laughs) All right. I go, I just had a link I wanted to show. Oh, okay. Okay. Where is it? Under my section. Kate Bits. Uh, you passed it. So this is so this is one of Lindsay's inventions. This is not what we're making yeah. today, but this is um, this is what Lindsay is famous for. Her so Jack, I'm gonna need your. Uh, you don't have to set the mic up if you don't want. Okay, just help us with this. Um, all right. So can you just be doing the article? Okay. So this is the pie cream sandwich. Uh, yeah. This is L.A. Weekly. Lindsay Kirk uh, created the pie cream sandwich at her former place of employment. Uh, apply a provisions but basically the article says backroom experiments can have big results take frankenstein's monster for instance uh recently and in reality we can look to pastry chef lindsey kirk the mad scientist who created the potentially potentially and currently legendary (laughs) ice cream sandwich at Playa Provisions. Kirk, a longtime home baker and restaurant server, joined the Playa Provisions pastries team in January 2015, probably when that Buzz video, uh, BuzzFeed video came out, Jack. Same same year. And and she's oh yeah, I I'll I'll take the blame. She's been (laughs) heading the department since January 2016. Now, as you might know, this is back in. 2016, this article was written back when LA Weekly existed in its uh, original form. It doesn't exist anymore? I don't know if it exists so anymore. Does it exist anymore, Jack? What? LA Weekly. Uh, it's like bad. It exists, but it's bad. Yeah, so it. I guess it doesn't exist. All right, so we're going to head to the kitchen. You'll hear from us in a sec, and Lindsay's going to teach me how to make. Uh, do you want to introduce what you're making today? Yeah, so we're going to be making, uh, based on your catchphrase of the show, uh, we're going to be making, we live in hell auto. We live in hell auto. Great. All right. So we'll see you soon. We'll, we'll make some. Lindsay's going to teach me how to make, we live in hell auto. Yeah. Yay. Great. <laughs> you got to be honest. I was confused about how this segment would work. Uh, so that's why I got up and all this stuff. But it's all good. I'm very excited about the hell auto. I'm very, very excited about the hell auto. And we're, we're very lucky to have Lindsay here because... She is an accomplished pastry chef. We have an accomplished pastry chef in the kitchen. Hey, uh, um, time for me. You know what? I, that's one of the things I actually, that's the thing I love most about this show, actually, is that all this shit is just happening in my apartment in the morning. Like, Fogelness comes when the pastries are made. It's like, this is all just happening. Like, uh, it's just at my house in the, uh, in the morning. It's just at my house. Yeah. Yeah, Boycott LA Weekly. Boycott LA Weekly. I shouldn't have even gone through this website. I shouldn't have even given them a single hit. Shouldn't have even given them one single hit. Um, But let me see if I can try to get Kate on here. Uh, In fact, let me just take a quick three-minute break, folks. We'll be back with a lot more. What do we have coming up? 
Today, we have coming up, we're going to be talking a little bit about David Frum's really annoying op-ed. Uh, we are going to be talking to the actual anonymous uh, 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 Trump administration official op-ed writer. We will speaking with, uh, be speaking with him. Uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about Funny or Die and then a very exciting, a very, very, very exciting uh, uh, new promotion from the folks over at IZOD. So uh, 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 stick with us and uh, we will be right back. we're back i think that we're back but uh for some reason this thing is not quite working give me just one second here everybody uh and we will be back in just a moment here let me try to get this one there we go uh and so yeah we are uh, about to get the cooking segment up here we have a lot more going on there we are 
Hi there. How's it going? Uh, uh, Kate, Lindsay, can you hear me? Hi. Yeah, okay. I can hear you well, just because uh, you're uh, in the other room. This is uh, very exciting. <laughs> we are uh, 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 we are making the pastry over there. The uh, uh, We Live in Helado is, oh. is, is on its way. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, so we're Lindsay. So what are the what are the first steps here? Uh, okay. So we're basically gonna make our ice cream base okay. first because this is pilato. How should I hold this? <laughs> so is what's this that good? device? What's the what's the metal thing you have there? Uh, oh, this is my uh, my KitchenAid mixer. So I have like okay. an ice cream attachment for it that's in the freezer wow. that we're gonna put on in a little bit to okay, sort of cool. like churn the ice cream i never seen this shit before i don't know anything about what yeah. uh, uh that is oh yeah nice. it's fun okay, give me a second yeah. <laughs> does that work oh that's a good place for it can you okay. see it can you we see can. us we like this jack i can hear you i think you're can on you sunk, but i think i know how to fix that i believe that i know how to fix that all right so Lindsay, yeah. we gotta cheat out to the camera a little bit like sure this. <laughs> so tell me what's the first step you're pouring, okay. you're pouring some so milk. i'm measuring i'm measuring our okay. uh, whole milk and heavy cream you want it to be full fat because okay. that's what's going to give nice. you the nice ice cream texture i prefer full fat um so i've got two cups here of whole milk i need three total so i'm going to do one more as you can see she's pouring that into a, a, a hot hot yeah. that's what it's called Oops, that's a little much. i'm excited Need some close-up shots. Okay. So that's three cups of milk. I'm going to do one and a half cups okay. of heavy cream. Look at that. There we go. I think that the delay should be fixed as well. Full <laughs> fat. Full fat. That's, uh, yeah. We got large adult son in the chat saying, full fat, is she talking about my body type? <laughs> Uh, no. She is not. She no, would. She would never body shame me. I don't do that. Okay. I'm not a fan. But as you can tell, she's a very thin pastry <laughs> chef. I'm gonna be bringing up the slurp cam here. Okay. I need so to. I brought from home. I have um, this is non-fat milk powder. This okay. is two tablespoons of it. Basically, that's gonna add more. Oh, sorry. It's gonna add more uh, of that creamy texture, but without more mm. liquid. So it's gonna keep it from getting icy. Is there a reason we're not using full fat for that one as well? Uh, it's that's just what they sell. Okay. It's, yeah. Wait, what's it called? It's non-fat milk powder, like non dry non-fat milk. Powder. Oh, okay. Okay. Like astronaut food with milk. <laughs> Very cool. A lot of lot of uh, astronaut technology used in ice cream. A lot of astronaut technology used in ice cream. <laughs> you have the dipping dots. That's from uh, space, I believe. Not, yeah, ice cream of the future. That's how they eat it in space. All right. So. Okay. And while that's happening, usually I would separate my eggs, but I've already done that. So we've got in here uh, six egg yolks. Okay. Um, yummy, yummy. Because that's gonna add it's like protein and other stuff. It kind of holds it together. Because basically, what what it is is like a like a custard that mm. you freeze. Yum. <laughs> that's what ice cream is. Cool. Yay. All right. So what's the next step here? Ice cream uh, is a custard that you freeze. So I've been they've been fooling me into eating a custard all this time. time. 
I mean, there's different kinds, but like traditional ice cream has the egg yolks in it. Traditional ice cream has the egg yolks in it. You heard it here first. Yeah. Nowhere else would you ever hear that. (laughs) So, Lindsay, you've got some sugar you're just gently holding in your hand. Yeah, I'm just holding it. So this is, um, I'm I'm kind of waiting until this gets a little bit hotter. Okay. Um, Because if I were to pour my sugar into my egg yolks now. It'd be too early. It'd be too early. It would also like. They, they get really weird and get like a weird skin on top and no one wants no. that. No one wants that. No one wants that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just kind of... So how long have you been baking? Uh, I've been baking for my whole life, but like professionally about four, four and a half years. Great. And where can people find you and your work? And do you have any upcoming baking projects you're working yeah. on? Uh, so I'm working on my blog right now. That's not quite up yet, but I do have an Instagram for, uh, all gonna pie. So it's called all gonna pie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. It's a, <laughs> it's a disaster and apocalypse themed baking recipe. Hey, that works with us. <laughs> yeah, As you know, we live in yeah. hell. Yeah. yeah. So, so could we live in Helado? <laughs> could we live, we live in Helado end up on the blog? You think? It will, yeah. It'll be my first post. So we, wow. we can, you can rip this straight from our Twitch channel. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the video right on your blog. Yes, I. So is it at at all gonna pie? Yeah, at a l l g o n n a p i e on the gram. On Instagram. On the gram. Jack, why don't you throw that up on the screen? I'm going to. Yeah, I'm bringing it up right now. I haven't posted my picture yet. Post it. Post it while we wait. Lindsay's going to post up. I'm doing it. Her famous Jack I Am portrait. We're going to start making all our guests take a portrait in front, <laughs> in front of the Jack I Am logo. Oh. It's posted. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I learn new things about the show all the time. Jack, do you have any questions for Lindsay? Uh, I, I do, Lindsay. Uh, um, how how was it that people originally figured out how to make ice cream, and and how did people do it before you know these like uh, complicated metal devices? That's a good question. I mean, I actually don't know. Maybe you could so, Google it, Jack. Yeah. Look it how did they <laughs> make ice could, cream? Maybe you Google it. <laughs> hey, Lindsay, what's your favorite of the? Because I like all these like kitchen gadgets and shit. Like I'm into all the kitchen gadgets. What's one that you think? that we should have and what's your favorite little uh, uh, kitchen gadget? Uh, my go-to is an immersion blender. I think everyone should have one. Immersion it's basically blender? Stick blender. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah. how does that work? It, it, you you just like, you, you put it into things and you that's got like the little stick with the little blender piece on the end and you... Is that what this is? No, but I use it. I use it for almost everything. It's like the easiest thing to like troubleshoot. Like if I'm making a... A pastry cream and it's separated. You can just kind of use that, and it brings it all back together. It, like it, it's you can make a puree really easily from it. You don't need to have like a food processor or anything. It's just like it's an easy portable tool that you can kind of use for anything. And what do you think of Kenny? Kenny is a good girl. Kenny's very good. <laughs> hey, so everyone in the chat is getting on me for for asking a, a bad question. They think that the question I asked was it bad. was bad. It was bad. <laughs> You did not ask her about anything about her. You asked her a history question that no one knows the answer to. <laughs> I mean, there are, like, I do, it involves ice and, uh, I mean, there's special ice cream salt now, but, like, you know, you know, like really, there's only one famous cookie origin story, and it's the chocolate chip origin story. <laughs> What's that? What's that? You don't know that story? No. 
how they like there was like this like old inn named like Toll House or something. Uh-huh. And they like the they like some guy wanted chocolate cookies, but they didn't have any chocolate powder or whatever. So they, so they just uh, put in the, the chips. What? So they just put chips in? They put chips in and they thought that that would melt out a cookie. And then I thought this was a famous story. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you made it up. Maybe it's propaganda. <laughs> they say, All right. So our, um, our milk is ready to go. So I'm going to turn that down. They used to make, uh, used to make ice cream with gunpowder. They used to use saltpeter, which was used for making fireworks and gunpowder. And uh, used to freeze things. All right, yeah. cool. Well, now we're moving either. on. <laughs> um, okay, so in my little container here, I've got my sugar, my I have salt, and a little bit of ice cream stabilizer, which again just sort of helps the final product have that like nice creamy texture. Mm. You can omit the uh, stabilizer; it's easy to find at culinary supply stores. But uh, yeah, you can you don't have to use it. I just like to because it makes the product better. Use it. <laughs> so I'm going to put that wild. in pour the sugar into the egg yolks stirring that mixing those together and so you're not using any salt peter in, uh, in, in your recipe salt? salt peter, salt peter the thing they used to use for uh, gunpowder to make ice cream uh, no, no I'm not no, we're not using any okay. gunpowder we're <laughs> not using anything that the ancient alchemists used to make ice cream all right, so what are you doing now? So what I'm going to do now, this is what they call tempering my yolks. So I'm going to take some of the hot milk and pour it in. Because if I were to pour the yolks, the yolk mixture right into the hot milk, it would cook immediately. And then you'd end up with just like scrambled eggs and some milk, which no one, mm. no one wants. Depends what mood you're in. So I'm just helping the yolks come up to temperature so that they can be evenly dispersed into our milk and cream. Pouring the yolk mixture back in, scraping my bowl, spilling the Spilled a little, spilled a little. Okay, so now I'm gonna turn this up a little bit. I would say if you're making ice cream at home, like keep it pretty low because you have to you have to stir constantly. You don't want the the anything to settle at the bottom and burn. Mm. So I'm gonna just turn it up a little bit because I want it to go a little bit faster. So, Lindsay, you've made uh, ice cream flavors in the past. What are some of your favorite ice cream creations that you've concocted yourself? Uh, My cereal killer ice creams, I I had a a small batch. So, Applied Provisions, we had an ice cream shop in the building, and then we opened our own um, standalone. And, uh, yeah, I had my cereal killer ice creams, which are cereal milk flavored Uh ice creams. A la Christina Tosi. Yummy. But the first one uh, was uh, Lucky Charms. And then I did just like sort of children's ice cream inspired. Jack would like that. He loves children's cereal. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, We actually have some uh, Fruity Pebbles up there. uh, Fruity Pebbles uh, was my favorite of the uh, cereal color ice creams I made. So, so I, I have a couple things to add in here. I got questions from the chat. Uh, uh, some of them seem are are worried uh, uh, if you're making a mistake by using the oven because they're saying that ice cream is supposed to be cold. Uh, 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 did you make a mistake? So, Lindsay, do you want to explain how you make something go cold? Yeah. So basically, you have to make the base hot first, and then you chill it. 
for mm. at least a few hours by putting it in an ice bath and then into a refrigerator. Um, and we and have a special freezer that can do that. Just kidding. Lindsay prepped some ahead of time. Yeah, so I have some base wow. already made that we're going to just spin after this. I just wanted to show how to make the When base. Kate said that, I was like, do we? Do we have a special freezer? You believe me? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I, I wanted to add in a little bit else. Uh, a little other thing is that uh, did you guys know that to make saltpeter, you uh, uh, use urine. You can use urine from yeah. animals to make uh, saltpeter. Yeah. yeah. That sounds appetizing. Lindsay, you don't have to engage with him but what if i want to well, this is the history of ice cream okay. it's like we now use egg yolks where what used to be animal urine that's fun mm -hmm. thanks jack all right so basically i'm i stirred this consistently until it gets to you can there's two ways of knowing when it's done one is uh it's at 175 degrees fahrenheit the other is what they call a la nap i used to know the translation of that and i forget but basically, you draw a line and see if there's no drips. That means it's done. Oh. I've cooked enough of the liquid out of this, so now it's, like, thick. So what I'm going to do is I have in this bowl here, I've measured out my 200 grams of uh, chocolate. I'm going to strain. I love this. Into that. Yeah, this is cool. This is so cool. This is a real cooking segment, like a real TV show. Yeah. <laughs> and we added in elements of history, too, which I think is also really cool. Yeah, the history part is really the best part. <laughs> Everyone right, so is saying it. They all agree with it. You don't want to get in there. She's rinsing the whisk. Rinsing the whisk. The risk right. is, so the I'm going to let the rinsed. base sit on here for a couple minutes to help melt the chocolate before I mix it together. All right. If I had my immersion blender with me, I'd just use that right now. It would make it go a little bit faster, but All I right. didn't bring it. So why don't we take a two-minute break from the cooking segment, Jack? You could talk about something else, then call us yeah. back. Yeah, let me take you guys. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll take you guys down there. Thank you guys so much. The segment has really been uh, it's been great so far, and I will uh, I will call you back shortly. Uh, uh Thank you so much again. Wow. What a cooking segment, huh? That's wild. Hey, you guys want to learn more about saltpeter? So saltpeter is the common name for potassium nitrate. Uh, you see, using urine is an old school method for manufacturing saltpeter. Um, and to make saltpeter from urine, you only need a couple ingredients. You know, you need straw or grass and, and urine. So uh, uh, first you need to mix it all up together you need to keep it all mixed together see i'm also doing in my own way a, a tutorial on how to make ice cream so you need a large container like a tarp or a barrel and, and and you need to have a bottom to it so you don't let all the valuable urine escape that's what it says there you, you can't let all the valuable urine escape so you want to be using a barrel or a or a, a tarp and you're gonna have to protect it from the rain because the rainwater will wash away the salts. And uh... anyway, so you could, one way to do it is you collect a good supply of animal excrement. You make a bed with the excrement. And, uh, and you keep the urine. You put the urine and uh, grass, and it becomes saltpeter. And uh, yeah, that's what you you'd use it to make ice cream. So, you know, it's a tutorial. Now you know two ways. Now you know two two ways to make ice cream. You can do it with the uh, 
The, Lindsay's way is probably better and more modern. But if you want to do it the classic way, small batch, small batch, you know, a little more farm to table. You got to collect the animal you're in and put it on a bed of animal excrement with, with grass until it becomes saltpeter. I learned something new today. Learned all about saltpeter. I learned about saltpeter. Okay, what else do I have? What do we have here? Yeah, you know what? Why the fuck don't we look at uh, this David Frum piece? This David Frum piece. I don't care for David Frum as... Uh, you know, anyone who follows me on Twitter knows I don't care too much for David Frum. But David Frum wrote a piece kind of calling into question the, the heroism of of someone that we're going to talk to very shortly on the show. Uh, uh, right at the uh, uh, at the hour, we are going to uh, be having a very exciting interview with, um, well, the, the person who uh, uh, wrote the op-ed article for the the anonymous op-ed author for the New York Times will be speaking to them. Uh, uh, so David Frum, David Frum wrote a little piece yesterday about how because there was the anonymous article, this is a constitutional crisis. This is a cowardly coup from within the administration, and it threatens to inflame the president's paranoia and further endanger American security. Anyway, oh, shit. Hang on a second here. I think that, oh, boy. Looks like we have, okay, I believe that we have, uh, I believe that we have them back, if I am understanding correctly. Uh, Kate, yeah. I, we're not getting video from you right now, but uh, what's up? Click the button, they say. It's not me. There we are. There we are. There's the button. Hello. Welcome back. How's it going out there? Very nice. She's whisking. She's whisking. You know, we found I while you guys were gone, I, I found some more information about salt Peter. What are you saying? I can't hear you. Don't worry about it. I can't hear you over Lindsay's whisking. I, I found out more information about salt Peter. Oh good. Great. Good. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm going to pour in. So this is our, like, we made our plain base. I poured that over the chocolate. I'm going to add about a half teaspoon. Half of, teaspoon. Um, this is vanilla bean paste. You going to show it mm. to the camera? Yeah. Um, mm. It's, I prefer to use this instead of extract. It's a little bit more expensive, but you get a better product. It tastes much more natural a lot easier than splitting and using a bunch of vanilla beans mm. uh so it's i prefer this to anything else i'm gonna just pour and eyeball it it's like a half teaspoon and then i've got in here my quarter teaspoon of uh, cayenne pepper give it a little spice in case you didn't know dark chocolate and cayenne pepper go really well together Mm. Okay, she's whisking. So now we've got our basically this is our finished base. It's really hot. What we'll want to do is either put it in an ice bath. So like find a bigger container, fill that with ice up to like here, chill it down, and then pour this into a container and chill it in the fridge for I would say 
a couple hours or overnight. Sometimes it's good to make your base the day before. Um, but the good news is I have a base already made. So Yay. it's chilled and ready to go. So we're going to use Yay. this. Cooking show. Woohoo! Wow. Um, and get this thing out. This is my fancy ice cream attachment for my mixer. It's frozen. It's a frozen piece of bowl. Yep. A frozen piece of bowl. Exactly. That's my interpretation of it. So okay, I that's in there. So this little piece is basically what's going to turn it. It's going to mix it and um, incorporate air into it, which helps it get light and fluffy. Jack, do you have any questions so far? Yeah. So, so how much of the uh, uh, bean paste would you use in comparison to the extract? Uh, so it's a little bit stronger. So you can pretty much use, like, I would say, I would start with half the amount of extract that you're supposed to use. Uh, and then you can kind of add a little more based on how you want it to taste. Okay, so, so I'm going through the math. Stronger. The people in the chat were trying to ask, they asked, uh, uh, you were like, the vanilla bean paste is slightly more expensive than mm -hmm. the uh, uh, vanilla extract. And they were wanting me to... Uh, uh, Fact check that. Uh, oh. And it, as it turns out, a four ounce bottle of the bean paste uh, is $26. And a 16 ounce bottle of the Villanelle extract is $35. So it does look like, it, you know, when you when you compare the two and you get the math uh, uh, all set up and you're saying you use about half of the extract, it does look it does appear that vanilla bean paste is more expensive at about the about twice the price of uh, uh, of vanilla extract. Yeah. Thank you, Jack. Yep. <laughs> As you can see, Kenny really wants some ice cream. She's following Lindsay around the kitchen. Yeah, the bad news is Kenny can't have it because it's got chocolate. There she is, trying to get some ice cream. <laughs> so we have Van in the chat. He has a question. It's, I think it's about the saltpeter, but I can't be sure. Uh, um, he was asking if the, anim if the animal excrement is an option or, or necessary, uh, and then he hopes it's the latter. We can't hear you now because it's mixing. Gotcha. So how long did you do that for? Probably five, ten minutes. All right. We got to hang up on you now. Bye. All right. All right. See you later. Wow. The cooking segment is really coming along. I think it's great. I think it's great. Hey, let me take a three minute here so that I can get ready. And uh, uh, I, I have to I have to basically get on with the assistance and everything. I have to I have to call the White House. I mean, that's where our next guest works. Uh, so. Um, if you give me just a moment to get through sort of all that uh, red tape, um, yeah, we will uh, be right back with uh, a very exciting guest, the actual op-ed author, uh, the anonymous Trump administration official. Why is Kenny named Kenny? I'll very briefly say it. I will very briefly say it. Kenny's named Kenny because Kate's journals were all named Kenny since she was a teenage girl. She named all her journals Kenny uh, after the uh, Kenny character on South Park. When we adopted the dog, uh, uh, her name was Penny. Uh, and so uh, that night when we were sleeping, I uh, woke up and thought maybe we should name her Kenny because, number one, it would be easy for the dog to learn because it's pretty much the same name. And number two, it would have like some more deeper meaning uh, because it's what Kate's uh, journals were named. So that's why Kenny's named Kenny. 
That's why Kenny is named Kenny. Uh, uh, give me just a moment here. I have to get our next guest on the line. Um, this is really exciting, folks. We're going to be speaking to the actual, real, uh, anonymous op-ed author uh, from the New York Times. So uh, just give me a, a, a quick break here. Sorry, sorry. I'm having a little bit of trouble getting through uh, uh, to the White House. I have to, uh, you just have to give me just a moment here. We are so close. I believe that we are uh, you, uh, about to have this person on the line. As you saw yesterday, it's uh, it's a mess over there at the White House, and it's yeah, hard it to really get is. hard to get the right person on the phone. You know? Yeah, it is. It's very, very difficult uh, these days, but I believe that we are about to be able to get this person on the line. Um... Give me just one second here. 
And uh, are you there? Are you there? No, we're not getting him just yet. Hang on one second here. Something is off uh, uh, as of this exact moment. One second here, everybody. I mean, just a quick moment. We are very close. Uh, uh, do we have you? Good, oh. good, good, good. Okay. Uh, um, so, uh, uh, give me just one moment here. Thank you so much for being with us. This is, uh, this is a very exciting interview for us. We, we, this, you're probably our biggest guest, most, most newsworthy, certainly. Oh my God. I think that we're not getting, are we not getting one second? I think that we're not getting it out to the stream yet. And I just want to make sure that. Uh, everyone is able to hear you before we move any further because uh, this is. They said it worked. The, the it does work. It does okay. work. Okay. 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 Um, so uh, 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 let me get into this really quickly. I'm so sorry. Our, my whole screen got set up. This is so unprofessional for me. I mean, you're our biggest guest of all time. You were just in the New York. Okay. Sure. 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 Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wait, wait. They cannot hear the call. So give me just one second here. I, I have to fix this. I'm so, so sorry, sir. Sir. I mean, I shouldn't even say sir. We yeah, don't know. We'll, we don't know. They we did gender him in the article, I, I believe. Uh, I think we do know it's. So can you speak really quickly? I'm sorry. Oh, uh, hello. Hello. Yes, we can finally do have you. We do have you here. We have you here finally, I can believe. Can you guys hear that? Hello, hello, hello. Uh, uh, I believe that uh, they can hear you, sir. Uh, 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 sir, sir, thank you so much for uh, uh, for joining us here today. Uh, um, there's a bombshell article that you dropped at the New York Times opinion page yesterday. Uh, uh, truly, truly uh, uh, a, a perspective that that we never have seen before. So uh, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. Uh, well, you're welcome. Um for having me speak with you. Um, um, I'm not really happy to be here. Um, I was hoping, you know, to start this off on a bigger venue. I guess we'll get into that later on, sure. but you know, I'm doing it. I'm here and I'm doing this. Well, you, I just want to be clear because I haven't heard the word brave or hero yet in your introduction. Right. I'm a little bit I'm so disappointed. Sorry. Oh, shit. That. We had a little bit of trouble with the the tech stuff, but I do want to say, as was in your writer, uh, you are a heroic brave. figure and a brave, brave person. Uh, so uh, thank you so much for. Uh, it's an for honor to us. have you. Yes, it's yes, really sir. an honor to have you because you're brave. You're I'm brave, just brave, I'm just humbly brave. serving my country. Thank you yes. for resisting. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, so uh, um, why? What made you feel the need? What made you feel the need to speak out like this? Well. <sighs> As people know, you know, I am a hero. I am brave. Mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm one of those people who serves in the White House. You know, that means I love my country more than anyone. Anyone really. Yes. Like, are, are you serving in the White House right now? I don't think so. No, I, no. I, am. I am not doing a lifetime of service. Uh, and you are. So so you do love the country the most and no one is arguing with that. Yeah, absolutely. So when you are serving in the White House and you serve may have served under other presidents, you know, presidents mm -hmm. with, you know, minds of steel, you know, like yes. a George W. Bush or oh, yeah. a Ronald Reagan, especially in the later stages in his later years. You know, those minds were just so sharp, so precise, mm -hmm. so intelligent. And then you 
unfortunately, because of because you want to serve, you end up serving for someone like a Donald Trump, who, frankly, you know, doesn't have half the moral backbone of those people. No. You know, it, you have to speak out. You have to do something. And that's why I am, you know, very bravely um, post making a post in the New York Times without my name attached, obviously, because I do yeah. want to continue to serve America and American people. Yeah. I mean, that's the most important thing that I keep my job. But I do yeah. want to speak out as well. Yeah, so we, we we actually have never seen something like this. This is an unprecedented occurrence, an anonymous op-ed from a White House administration source. I mean, I, what I want to know more than anything, and we will get into more of the, the details of uh, uh, the specifics in, in your piece, but, but, but how did this whole thing come together in the first place? Well, I, I just want to make it clear, you know, you, you know, normally if we want to get something printed in the New York Times, we just make a call to one of their you know straight reporters and we tell them to put it in there we just tell yes. them our narrative uh, we yeah. don't allow them to ask questions of us or anything well, they write else. it down yeah we just yeah. tell them to write down what we're saying and they put it in mm -hmm. there yeah like that's what we yeah. normally that's normally do you know barring that if you know there's something you know a little bit you know Maybe if the a report we can't get the report on the phone that day that that moment if because they're you know investigators so we'll just call up David from and yeah or, yeah and he'll just you know make up some anecdote that you know tells us basically the same narrative in the op ed mm -hmm. pages and you know it yeah. it usually goes that way um, yeah. but you, drastic but what time, made this time different you know drastic times calls for you know drastic measures and you know mm -hmm. I really didn't. When you do, when you go through the official channels, there's a chance that, you know, a Trumpkin, you know, a Trumpite, you know, someone who's on his team might, you know, get in between you. You know, they might be pushing yeah. their same narrative in the same way. I wanted to speak as directly to the people as possible. Mm. Um, and so I, I just was thinking about ways to do this. And, you know, of course, the first thing that popped in my mind, oh, why not just write a book about it? You know, because that's what yeah. most people that is, you know, I, I could just call up my literary agent. But, you know, yeah. there's only so many book deals going around. And, you know, Amarosa, she's kind of sucked all the air out of the room for sure. that. And so it's a difficult I, it's a difficult landscape right now. I, I do. I do see that. Yeah, absolutely. So I was just thinking a little bit more and like and, and I was overthinking. Really, I just thought this was silly. Like, I'm going to see all these people on the weekend and it happens anyway. Like, why am I making phone calls? Why? So, right. you know, we had dinner planned at uh, Ariana's estate, of course. You know, oh, I'm over there, you know, playing cornhole with Tim Geithner and, you know, Jimmy yeah. comes along. Yeah, Jimmy Bennett, uh, James Bennett. And it's the oh, New James York Times Bennett from the, yeah. Yeah, New York Times opinion. So, good old Jimmy. And I just say, hey, let me write a New York, let me write an op-ed. I can do it. I see David do it all the time. I see Thomas do it all the time. Let me have a hand in it. And, that's, and it was really that simple. I just asked um, because that's of cool. my, my status and my stature. I can just ask to write, you know, whatever I want in the New York Times. And it happens. That's cool. That's really cool. So so basically just from the, like, you, you knew people there and uh, uh, it was, it was you know, just like uh, it was something that just kind of worked out because you all you all knew each other. Yes, we uh, all uh, know uh, each other. I just want to be very clear. We yeah. all know each other. So like, we all hang out. We all know each other. People are questioning the integrity of having an given an anonymous voice in the op-ed section. But like it, as I said, it's something that we kind of always do all the time anyway. And we all yeah. hang out. Joke. We're all friends here. You know, yeah. it's really no different than any other time you're reading the New York Times.
Yeah, I mean, there are times when the op-ed is by an anonymous, it's by anonymous, there's times when it says by Maggie Haberman, it's all really more or less the same thing. It's same, just about presentation, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, so, so I, I do want to say congratulations. The piece has gone over gangbusters, and, you know, I, I do think that you're probably going to be able to land yourself a book deal, which is pretty cool. Uh, um, but, but you say in the piece, and so this is I'm a little bit confused about, because you say in the piece... Uh, to be clear, and I'm quoting here, you say, to be clear, ours is not the popular resistance of the left. We want the administration to succeed and think that many of its policies have already made America safer and more prosperous. So a lot of people have been confused about this. So I do want to yeah. clarify again. I am a conservative Republican, a powerful right. one. Um, I'm serving in the White House because not only because I believe in this country, but I believe in every element of the current administration's agenda. Uh, okay. We have well, passed, we're not going to see eye to eye on that, but well, you know, we will uh, uh, agree to please, uh, on sir, this for right uh, now. Please don't interrupt me. Show, show sure, some respect. Sure. Um, we have passed historic tax reform. We're peeling back harmful regulations, as I say in the piece. I, I, I even see totally eye to eye with the president on family border separation um this is something okay uh and it, maybe this will help maybe this specific one will help understand why i came out and why i'm speaking out so the president and i we, ha we have a little email chain uh going mm -hmm. uh some us and some of the white house staffers staffers where we share some of our <laughs> our favorite family separation videos um, and we just, we just love them. We just, we just can't get enough of those videos. Like we just laugh and laugh Wait. and laugh all day at these videos. But what, what I found out, you know, we're all in this, we're sharing these videos, these families being ripped apart. It's just so funny. It's so fun. You really got to check yeah. it out. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll loop you in. Maybe I'll loop you in anonymously. I'll, I'll, I'll be I'm good, but thank you. I'm good, but thank you. <laughs> but when we see those videos and those laughs, you know, I found yeah. that Trump was just laughing at them because, you know, he found them funny. Like that was it. He doesn't uh. see the morality behind the need for those uh separations and the oh. humor so i gotcha he really just he doesn't have the morality of a right-wing republican and that's really right. me. he does doesn't really believe in calls he just finds it funny and you know like sure we can all have a laugh but you should be able to justify like why it's important to um, rip those children from their mothers as well yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, again, I, I, I don't know if we're going to see the eye, eye to eye on all this stuff. I will be respectful because uh, uh, this is an interview. Yeah, I, 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 I will say that I don't agree on some of that stuff, but I do understand. You haven't seen the videos. A lot of them are classified. You haven't seen the videos. OK, uh, well, I mean, maybe maybe when I see the videos, but uh, um yeah. Uh, so so what you're saying uh, uh, is basically that what, what, what you hate, what, what is. What bumps you about this president is that he doesn't have the conservative core. He doesn't have the uh, uh, he doesn't have the resolution uh, uh, to actually to believe in these things. Is that correct? Yes, and because of that, he has some impulses that you know a normal Republican president just wouldn't have. And it's really been my job as resistance, you know, as the resistance, yeah. the only resistance that's really um, counts the. Uh, conservative Republican resistance within the White House is just to keep yeah. those, you know, impulses, you know, at bay, keep them contained, 
to the Oval Office. Now, I, I know people have said I've been kind of vague about this, but there's a good reason for like why I haven't talked about some of the things we've stopped Trump from doing, some of the ways we've contained those impulses. And that's because, of course, I am saving um, the best stuff for my eventual book deal. Well, you have to. Yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you have to. It's uh, uh it's just the world we live in. So, you know, it, it, whether you're James Comey or Omarosa or whatever, I mean, we all know that even the most honorable among us will uh, uh, save information, you know, that could be uh, important to the republic uh, uh, just in, in case that it will get them a book deal. So I think that that's totally normal. That's normal stuff. But we're on the show. You know, we are doing a talk show right now. We're doing a morning show. This is your first uh, interview on the circuit that you're going to do. Could you give us a little tease? I mean, we don't have a huge viewership on this show. This isn't GMA, so be pretty exclusive. Can you just give us a little tease? A little of, uh, taste. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you one thing for um, what is this? Uh, is it uh, Jack A.M.? Um, Jack A.M. Yeah, Jack yeah. A.M. Okay. All right. Um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll let you in on one thing. Okay, so the president, right? When he's left, you know, unchecked, you know, after a long day of watching, you know, cable news all day, and he starts to sundown, and he kind, yeah. of, kind of loses a little bit of his grip. He sure. will. So this is him. This is at him. Him at his most himself, right? Yeah, behind closed doors, where you don't see. He will sometimes, and I know this may shock a lot of people. He will cuss. He will cuss hard. Oh my God. Okay, and I I know what you're thinking. Like a, some presidents have cussed before, you know uh, Nixon, you know McCain, who who was a president in all of our hearts. He he cussed uh, famously, yeah. but it's, these weren't these aren't the traditional cusses and racial slurs of a Nixon, a no. McCain, or a LBJ. No, he comes up with new stuff, like really oh my like God. horrendous stuff. Like I had to look up some of the stuff in um, the Urban Dictionary. In order to find out, oh, wow. like what the meaning of it is, you know, and I want to be clear, I do agree with almost every policy that this president has, but I just cannot abide by the, frankly, uncivil way he talks uh, sometimes. Yeah, and the uncivil way he talks in a way that we're not used to. That's not exactly like other. Um, previous uh presidents you know like what what happened to you know good old-fashioned you know n-word okay or right, yeah. what's what's so wrong with that um president yeah. trump yeah why you have to you come know, with he, the he, stuff? yeah he's got all this weird new stuff i mean you really think you really see the influence you really do see the influence of the alt-right in this guy because you know it's previous republican presidents they they might have believed some of these and things. democrats they, they too we want to give and LBJ, democrats sorry LBJ credit yeah. too you know that man i should say he did not let a day go by without you know just calling someone the word. and i yeah really just you know i appreciate that you know that tradition yeah i well and and you know you hear those tapes, you look at those records, and you think, you know, why can't we go back to a time like this? Like, do you remember when politics was was like this? When, uh, when, yeah, when our when our elected officials were, were using swear words that are just a little, a little more classic. Uh, um, so yeah, I mean, so the so the bottom line for you, the core at the core of all of this is that you know, even if you might agree with some of the things that the president wants to do, all the things, um, all the things, all the things that he wants to do. You just don't like you don't like the way that he talks about it, right? Uh, correct, correct. Okay. 
Well, uh, it has been really good talking to you. Thank you for uh, uh, taking the time here. Uh, um, uh, and yeah, really best of best of luck to you on the book deal. If you need, by the way, I I'm repped at CAA. I don't know where your lit agent is, but uh, uh, I would I would be happy to. Uh, talk uh, and try to set you up with any generals that like you know uh, I know WME works with a lot of the Trump people so so if you maybe you'd want to get set up or at WME well, I don't want to reveal who I am just yet I am right. anonymous but uh, it would be fair to say that I am also represented by uh, WME Okay, cool. Well, uh, um, you know, best of luck to everything. I got to let you go. Uh, uh, I believe that you have a uh, you have a meeting in the Situation Room uh, uh, to uh, to further um, to to steal more children for more kidnapping. Is that correct? Uh, no, that isn't correct. That's fake news. Uh, I do uh, okay, I do sorry. like we are currently constructing another massive arms deal with uh, Saudi Arabia. This is something that's been going. Oh wow! You know, this is something that actually Hillary Clinton. That started working on she couldn't get the job done you know because i'm not i'm not going to say why i'm not going to turn into trump and start you know that but we are getting it done we are getting it handled we are going to get those bombs in the hands of those noble fighters and you'll Thank be God. seeing them in uh yemen uh, very very uh shortly Thank God. Thank God. Well, uh, uh, I'm happy that uh, I'm just happy that you guys are in there as the in uh, as the in White House resistance, just making sure that everything still operates smoothly, even while we're in the hands of this criminal Cheeto man. Do not, uh, uh, do so not think for, for one second that those weapons will not be sold to um, regimes all throughout the Middle East just because, you know, small hands Cheeto man is president. Uh, do, do not think that for a second that we are going to allow anything to stop the war machine from going on. Well, we have to. We have to. Uh, uh, you know, continuity is very, very important, and uh, continuity of leadership is very, very important. And so we are so, so, so grateful. We are so grateful to have you and the rest of the calcified uh, D.C. establishment there uh, making sure that we are never exposed to the cussing president. So, uh, you, so thank you, you so much for your braveness. You, you should be grateful. Um, I, you're welcome for my bravery. Please follow me at uh, Rogue WH Staff on Twitter. Okay, so yeah, go follow it on. Go follow uh, uh, our guest on Twitter at at Rogue WH Staff. Uh, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you. All right. Wow. Wow. That was incredible. That was really, really incredible. I can't believe it. I actually can't believe how many there was new. There were new scoops in that story. There were new scoops in that story. Wow. What a new perspective on a bombshell on a bombshell piece of news. Only here. Only here on Jack AM, folks. Well, I got to take a three minute break. That was wild. Uh, we will be right back with the conclusion of our cooking segment. Wow, that was wild. And uh, how was the dog? You know, uh, she pooped. Good news. And she was great. She <laughs> almost barked, but she didn't. Yeah. Which is hey, huge. So I'm just going to do literally poops joke. Uh, speaking of new scoops, we'll be right back after the break <laughs> with new scoops. Of, uh, of Hellado. Uh, we live in Hellado. We live in Hellado. Uh, we'll be right back.
probably just pull it out of the freezer. All right, everybody. Yeah. We are back. We are back, and we are just about to get. Just give me one second here, and we will. Yeah, have. No, it's funny. Okay, they can hear you. Hello? Hold on. I think I have to change it, actually. There we go. Hello. Hello. Hi, we're back. We're back. Hello. I believe this is good now. Hello, everybody. Can you hear us? Uh, I have to get one application open, but I believe they can hear you on the stream. I just can't. Um, how's it going? Good, good. So, how's it going? So, in there? Lindsay's now, so she has spun the ice cream. Do you have what it looks like after it's spun? Yes. So, so it, she spun it in that machiney thing, and then I scooped it out, put it in here, and I folded in some devil's food cake because hell. I don't, hell, uh, devil's hold on a second, guys. I don't have your video up. I'm sorry. Give oh, me a second. <laughs> I need to do it. We need to do better here, everybody. It's a lot to do a show like this. Uh, we're gonna Every get you. We're gonna get you. Yes, it's very hard to do. Okay, there we go, everybody. Okay, they're back. Okay, let's take that over again, everyone. All right. All right, we're back here with Lindsay. Me. She's uh, gonna show us. Gonna recap what we missed while we were talking to the New York Times writer. Yes. So uh, I spun the ice cream in my little machine guy. Uh, once that was nice and cold and frozen and fluffy, I scraped it out, put it in our a bowl, and I folded in some devil's food, devil's food cake because wow. it's hell auto. Uh, ah, I like that. Devil! <laughs> uh, and then, so I put that in here, and the, normally I would let it freeze at least overnight because you want it to get nice and frozen. So what is this? I made some yesterday. So this so. is what it looks like when you take it out of the freezer. Yep. Uh oh. It's ice cream. Yay! Wow. <laughs> All right, so we're just gonna scoop this up and bring it in the studio, Jack. We'll see you in a wow. second. Wow! Wow! How exciting! We'll see you. We'll see you in here. Amazing! Wow! Now the other one's open. Amazing, everybody! Amazing stuff. I'm about to eat ice cream on the stream. I'm about to eat ice cream before you all. That was made. By the hands of Lindsay Kirk herself. This was made last night. I guess I'll get more ice cream perhaps later if she leaves all the uh, if she leaves all the stuff in the in the fridge. Ooh, that's a great idea. Eric Koppel with the the scoop can. Perhaps we will. Perhaps we will do the scoop can. But first, our old friend. The slurp cam. I, I want to talk for a moment here. I believe they're about to come back in, but I, I would like to talk about David from maligning our previous guest. Our previous guest. There was an article in the Atlantic 
uh, yesterday by uh, the wonderful David from about how our previous guest is creating a constitutional crisis. This is a constitutional crisis, says David from and and writing that little piece, the little uh, resistance piece for the New York Times is an overt defiance of presidential authority. Okay, here we go. Here we go, everybody. We'll get to that thing at some point. All right. Wow. Holy shit. It looks awesome. Here, show the camera. Wow. So this is homemade uh, Lindsay Kirk, all going to pie original. We live in hell auto made specifically for us here at Jack AM. Wow. This looks beautiful. Did you bring? Uh, uh, we do have spoons, too. Yeah. No, you got to just eat it with your face. Mm. You got to talk you. really closer to that. Oh, mic. sorry. It's like almost touching it. I'm going to talk really close into the mic. It's an ASMR stream now. <laughs> mukbang. Mm. I don't know what that means. It's a mukbang. That's really tasty. Thanks. Oh, there's a little spice to it, too. Yeah, the cayenne. Yeah, the cayenne. Because it's, it's hell, so it's uh, spicy, you know? Mm. Oh, it's hot in hell. Mm-hmm. So, Lindsay, what would you pair this We Live in Hell Auto with? Is there, mm. a, like, a pie or? I mean, I don't know. I think it's pretty good standalone. Uh, it could be really good if you had, like, a butterscotch sauce. It might sweeten mm. it up, cut the spice a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a pie that I've dubbed the Ventura County Mudslide Pie. Oh, yeah. That was a uh, hellish thing that happened. Yeah, there you go. Many people died. Yeah, that pie specifically, though, it won third place at the KCRW Good Food Pie Contest. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that could be good, too. So what's in that? Mm, it's a chocolate pie. Um, it's got an Oreo crust, um, sort of like a fudgy brownie something layer. I, I like. I don't even know what to call it. And really then, tasty. And then it's got, like, mudslide uh, whipped cream on top. So this it's is- like... This is amazing. Yeah. This ice what cream a great is so good. It feels wrong to eat ice cream this early, but I don't <laughs> I don't mind it. I don't hate it. And so that spice, is that saltpeter I'm tasting? Do I detect a little saltpeter in uh, here? I did put a little bit, yeah, <clears throat> just in this batch. <clears throat> a little pinch. A just, little pinch just, of saltpeter. A tiny pinch, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. It's really, really good. Thanks. It's really, really good ice cream, everybody. Yeah. Everybody should follow, though, the Instagram account. Yeah. yeah. Pull it up. Pull it up. Is there stuff on it now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I looked before, I was like, there's nothing. Yeah, uh, I haven't um, yet. What is it again? It's uh, all, uh, gonna all Gonna Pie. pie. It's right mm-hmm. there. Cool. Wow. So look, there I am. Look at Jack, this, everybody. Jack I am. <laughs> this is the proof that she's actually here today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on screen. Wow. Oh, oh wait. It, yes, it is. Oh, it isn't? Well, not on. What's that? There we are. It's on there. Oh. Wow. <laughs> this is the proof, y'all. Yep. Um, so go follow click her all story. gonna pie. Click her story. Oh really? How do you do that again? Click oh this. The click profile. the icon, right? That was me folding the cake That's in. That's her folding the the devil's food cake into mm. the spun and cold ice cream. There's Kenny who wants some. Yeah, Kenny was whining. <laughs> <laughs> the devil's food really does give it a nice um a really nice texture. Well, someone said our apartment's not a happy apartment. Why? That's I don't rude. know. What does that mean? I don't know. It's dirty or something. Is it sad? Is it sad? We live in a sad apartment. Why? I think I it's know. a happy apartment. I think it's happening. <laughs> Guys, while we continue talking about the ice cream, which is really a lovely ice cream, really beautiful, uh, um, great texture, love 
love oh it's hell world's conduit into this realm i'm not happy is what he's saying i think that the apartment is not happy because i'm a uh, uh a whirlpool a vortex of negativity i think is what liber- literally poop is saying well that's true i think that's the implication he's making not that it doesn't look happy you do you do your absolute best kate to make this a happy place but here i am in my in my <laughs> dark shirt just sucking in all the light and energy <laughs> and uh Ruining everything. Hey, uh, 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 so um, should I talk about David Frum still? <laughs> I hate David Frum. I think David Frum sucks. Basically, my point here is this fucking guy, David Frum, wrote a big, long thing about how, like, if you disagree with the president, you should, like, you know, stand up to him and say that you don't uh, agree with him and resign from the uh, administration and all this kind of shit. Um, hey, Jack. What? Do you want Lindsay to talk about David Frum? Yeah, what do you think about David Frum? She doesn't know, uh, she know who he is. No idea. <laughs> David Frum, I will actually explain in the course Great. of this segment, actually. Uh, uh, so David Frum is a an author, uh, uh, an editorial author for The Atlantic, who is very well-liked by the liberal circles. He's, like, looked at as, like, a reasonable conservative these days. Like, okay. he's okay. one of these ones. He goes on MSNBC and shit, and, like, he, you know, gets retweeted by Judd Apatow and all this fucking stuff all the time. He, like, did a, like, a sit-down with uh, Andy Richter where they talk about politics. He's the good guy conservative or whatever. So okay, he wrote this annoying little article yesterday about, like, you know, if you disagree with the president and you you should not release something to the Times, you should like stand up and like say your name. And I'm like, I actually fuck it. Maybe I even like don't disagree with that. But I do think it's pretty fucking rich coming from David Frum, who is the man who came up with the frame phrase axis of evil. This is the guy who created the axis of evil phrase and wrote that speech wow. for George W. Bush. And wrote that speech for George W. Bush. And and did did David Frum leave the uh, uh, George W. Bush White House? Well, yes, he did actually leave the George W. Bush White House. Okay. Uh, but it's actually not because he had like a moral disagreement or anything like that. He didn't stand up against the president. He got drummed out of the uh, Bush White House for bragging about creating the axis of evil phrase. Wow. Uh, he what? actually got pushed out. He got pushed uh, uh, axis, axis. I keep saying access of evil. I've tweeted that to access, access of evil. Um, he got drummed out of the uh, Bush White House because his wife sent an email. Uh, uh, I'm going to try to find it here. Uh, um, basically bragging that her husband uh, wrote the axis of evil phrase. She wrote an email bragging about it. Uh, uh, here we are. Um, Proud wife turns axis of evil speech into a resignation letter. Uh, So the public had a rare glimpse. So basically, David Frum was forced to resign because his wife emailed friends with wifely pride Uh, uh, about how he had uh, written the uh, axis of evil uh, phrase. I wish I had wifely pride. Yeah. Do you think that David Frum regrets it? This guy that we all love so deeply. By the way, I thought this was funny. Adam Serwer, I can't remember if there's a reason why I'm annoyed at him, but Adam Serwer, like these two Atlantic articles, like uh, back to back, day to day, are pretty funny. It's like, this is a constitutional crisis, a cowardly coup. Then today it's like, there's no coup against Trump by Adam Serwer. So they're in a little uh, uh, editorial argument with one another at their publication. However, do okay. Uh, what was your burn? I said, I wish I had a wifely pride. Oh, yeah. You have tired wifely pride. I have tired wifely disappointment. Oh, what the <laughs> fuck? This is the mean to Jack show. 
You're treating me like salt Peter. Oh. You're treating me like salt Peter at this point. Uh, uh, but do you think step. David Frum regrets it all? Uh, David Frum, does David Frum, my big question is, does David Frum have regret this this good conservative, the uh, example of why conservatism is good? Uh, uh, does he have regret for writing the Axis of Evil speech? And it turns out that he does. I did find this video uh, about him talking about the Axis of Evil speech. And uh, let me pull it up right here so we can talk about uh, what David from uh, re- uh, what the fuck? I don't know where this. Uh, yeah. What David from, re- uh, uh, you know. What what is the word I'm looking for? Like uh, what uh, did I say? Said? Regrets, regrets. Oh. <laughs> what he regrets about the axis of evil speech. So let's uh, give it a watch. Just Would you write it again? About my role. It's, uh, this is a sentence that you do not very often hear from people in Washington, but it's really important not to exaggerate how important I was in the scheme hmm. of things. Yeah, he should not <laughs> and, exaggerate. And I think one of the big ways that, in fact, um, history gets miswritten is that people inevitably who talk about these things always end up overstating what their own role was. Now, my right. role was it's so reasonable. very small that yeah. even if I overstate it, I'll still be, on the, be able to it's be considerably modest about it. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, so I, with that caveat, when the president delivered the Axis of Evil speech, hmm. it was not. It, he looks like it Jimmy was not Fallon. Because I told him to do it. Distracted by his weird mouth. It's not so, because any speechwriter told him to do exactly. it. We work for him. Uh, he gives us the broad outlines of what he wants to so say. He's making the point. And we then help him to say it as effectively, the as memorably, right? as persuasively as we can. Uh, and um, and if you broadly disagree with what he's doing, then it's your job to go. But it's not your job not to deliver it. I mean, that's basically, similarly, what he's saying right now, right? It never does he regret to me, it however, though when the president made the decision to speak so strongly, in particular about the Iranian piece, uh, which mm. was a surprise to me. I didn't think he, he does regret it. when he made that decision to go ahead and, and to do it, and actually to name Iran as one of the countries he was concerned about. Wow. It never well, occurred to did... me that you would use such strong language without having a clear plan in mind about what you intended to do. And yeah. I, I, I would agree. I mean, to speak, to use strong language where you don't have a strong plan is always a reckless mistake. Interesting. And when you look back on what our policy toward Iran has been over the past half dozen years, it probably was a mistake to speak so forcefully because the United States looks ineffective. Uh, we, ah. said some, we, have, we said in 2002 that an Iranian... So what, what David Frum regrets about writing the Axis of Evil speech, that's funny that you can't hear it. <laughs> I didn't even realize. <laughs> I'm, just, that, that I'm so like, sorry. <laughs> well, what David mouth. Frum reg- reg- regrets about writing the Axis of Evil speech, the speech that helped uh, drum up the war uh, uh, in Iraq, uh, that, you know, uh, uh, the forever war that has killed hundreds of thousands of people, what he regrets about it is that we did not do we did not do enough war with Iran afterwards. He regrets that George W. Bush mentioned Iran. He says he says uh, uh, he's like we shouldn't have spoken so forcefully without a plan, and it makes us look ineffective. So yeah. what he regrets the most actually is that he wrote a speech for George W. Bush where they called out Iran and they didn't go to war with Iran. Hey. That's, that's David that's Frum, everybody. It probably was a mistake to speak. It probably was a mistake. Because the United States looks ineffective. Uh, yeah. We look ineffective. If only we had gone. What I what I regret about the speech is not the forever war that that started in no, Iraq. No, I no. I regret no. that we didn't have another one. Why didn't we get the all three of them in the Axis? Well, it's Why, like go big or go home, right? Go big or go home. What he rejects. What he re- regrets most about the speech. 
uh, is that he it didn't his what his speech wasn't effective enough. He didn't drum up enough war with his speech. Some, we have we said in two thousand and two that an Iranian nuclear weapon was absolutely unacceptable, and here we are in two thousand and eight, pretty close to a decision to accept it. He's like, in two thousand two, we said it was not acceptable for Iranians to have a nuclear bomb, uh, and now in two thousand eight, they're gonna get one. So it's like. What Fromm is upset about, actually, is not that his words caused war, but actually his words did not cause enough war. That's what David Fromm regrets. Hey, uh, it's my friend Emily's birthday today. Happy birthday to happy Emily. Happy birthday, Emily. I want to wish her a happy birthday. I don't think she's watching. Probably not. But happy birthday, Emily, uh, from all of us here and from David Fromm, apparently. apparently Fuck David Fromm. He also wishes you a happy birthday. So annoying. Like, all these guys, like, all these, like, soft brain, like, liberal guys. Like, it's so annoying. I get what the deal is with David Frum is he goes to, like, all these dinners and shit, and he, like, meets these people, and he's, like, charming in person. But that doesn't change the fact that he, like, advocated for and helped push through policy that, like, hurt people, like, killed people straight up. And actually, the only reason he was pushed out of the White House is because he was bragging about how he did the things that led to people dying. Anyway, you girls, you guys don't care about it at all. You guys don't uh, uh, want to hear this uh, uh, in the least. Uh, I, you don't care at all about David from. I think that, yeah. You're, I mean, he's you, a bad guy. You're I do right. care. You just talk a lot about him. I've uh-huh. heard about him a lot. Yeah, you sure have, haven't I, you? I've absorbed a lot about David from. I've heard he's bad many, many times. Yeah. And uh, I don't fault you for saying it. I'm just... I'm getting well. How about this? We have something else that's a little bit a little more exciting. From fatigue. This is more positive. This is a little more positive. Oh, okay. Positivity. There's a really exciting. There's an exciting. Oh, they're like Jack talks too much. Well. Okay. I won't talk anymore. I'll do a silent show tomorrow. That's what I'll do. Is a silent show. Wow. Oh, wow. 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 Now you're just being mean. No, I got. I'm, I'm not actually. Mad. Now you're just being mean. Because I'm very excited about this next thing. There is a. There is a very exciting new promotion going on from our friends over at IZOD. You know uh, IZOD? The, like, sportswear? Yes, IZOD sportswear. Uh, well, I'll bring like it up right dad, now. It's like what dads wear golf shirts from them. Well, if you went to the IZOD website, you'd see it right now. That famous uh, dad. There's a very cool uh, program going on. Uh, I'll pull it up right now. Uh, that is is the... Uh, so what you see right there, it's, it's, a, it's a new... It's a new campaign where it's like Aaron Rodgers and Colin Jost. So it's pretty cool, actually. It's pretty cool. Um, So let's just jump in there. I mean, I know that uh, we're all going to be out there. Well, let's let's just have a look at the ad first uh, because it is really cool. We asked handsome smarty pants Colin Jost to star in our IZOD commercial. Fashion. So he could bask in advertising cliches like a casual football game with models. So like... Colin Jost, like uh, Colin Jost, that's a funny guy, right? Is Colin Jost funny, uh, or is he just like a model who hosts a uh, Weekend Update? Just uh, like a rich kid model who uh, uh, hosts Weekend Update. Handsome uh, smarty pants, they call uh, him in the ad copy. <laughs> All right. And the obligatory MVP cameo. Hey, I love. Love these kind of campaigns. You know what's really cool? I, you know, they're honest, I, honest commercials. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? That the pairing of Aaron Rodgers, the NFL guy, and Colin Jost, the the weekend update guy, 
who knew this would be so fun? Let's keep watching. It is super fun. Aaron Rodgers. Coming to you. This ad makes me want it's to, to me. buy don't eyes on things. Hey, Aaron, this is actually my commercial, so do your cameo and get out of here. Honestly, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Why are There's you a part. Oh, my God. Do you see that? So Aaron Rodgers appears in the commercial and then Colin Jost is like thinking in his head like he's like thinking to Aaron Rodgers like he's like dude this is my commercial like dude like do your thing get out of here that's funny as fuck to me. I, I have to say something I don't know which one of those guys is Colin Jost. <laughs> yeah, when you put a hat when you put a hat on Colin Jost it's like uh, I, I really that, don't know which is one it is Colin him. is Colin in the background is he which one's Colin? I'm pretty sure Colin is the thing they're standing on. Yeah, I think oh, where is Colin? The like light sand. It's so weird. Yeah, I mean, Colin obviously is off camera He's because light you hear sand. his voice, but you don't see any anybody's mouths moving. So you hear his voice, but there's no piece of like lightly toasted uh, white bread anywhere. Yeah, so there's like a so he must just be standing off camera for this shot, and this is just like the, he might still be in the Cuisinart toaster. Oven. Well, this is like an establishing this is like an establishing shot of a. Uh, of the white friends that they have around. Uh, Colin's not in this shot. Out of here. Ready? Love you. This is white supremacy. Yeah, lots of lots of people of color in this commercial. This is white supremacy. <laughs> this is white supremacy. <laughs> it is. All right. I should, we should cut this into the Proud Boys sizzle reel. Yes. <laughs> wow. I mean... People don't give a fuck about Colin Jost, right? Like this is just no. like they fooled brands. They fooled the Izod brand into like into being like, what a funny bit it will be. Like, whoa, like what if? Uh, I don't even know what the fucking bit of this is. The special effects driven ping pong moment is Aaron. Oh, so it's a little bit meta. It's a little bit meta. They're like, what about a what about a special effects ping pong moment? It's good. Hunters following me around. Colin makes it look easy. The fuck is this bullshit? I truly. So the bit of this ad is that like Colin Jost is like hot and cool. Yeah, it's cool. I'm not really buying it though. Football guys know how to act. But, I mean, I've worked with some of them. It is it is so interesting. I don't know what happens. I don't know. I don't know how it happens. But uh, but there's something about being out on that field that just makes you a really compelling and good actor. Izod, just go uh, buy it at Izod.com. Izod, just go buy it at Izod.com. Are we going to have time to do my important Sarah's Morin segment of the day? We will, but buy it at Izod.com. So anyway, I just want to say, I just want to very quickly, before we get into a Star is Morn, because there's no way we'd ever miss a Star is Morn, uh, I just want to say that everybody needs to get out there. Part of this campaign, it's not just about watching the ad. It's not just about uh, it's not just about you know buying the products at izod.com. It's time for you to make your voice heard. It's time for you to make your voice heard uh, and decide whether you're Team Jost or Team Rogers. So, uh, uh, wow! Are so you if you, I, I want everybody to get out there. Oh my this God. is a call to action. Make your voices heard. We watch the ad here on Jack AM. Um, we want to hear from you. Are you Team Jost or Team Rogers? Uh, you know, and and, and but, 
I don't think Colin Joseph is in this commercial. I did not for one second see an unsalted saltine. Yeah. Uh, I, I <laughs> where is he? he Colin looks- Jost is more the suit than he is the man. Like, I don't know if I can recognize him if he's not behind his very famous desk. I did not see a gluten free tortilla <laughs> anywhere. Anyway, not so a corn tortilla. Please, please, flour please, tortilla. please let us know whether you're Team Jost or Team With Rogers. Uh, use the hashtag online. This is a call to action. Uh, we need to know. Who's Team Joe? And, and, and who's who's Team Rogers? Is this part of Jack the Vote? The new cool thing, and I love this shit. I love when these sort of like young uh, ad companies, like whoever's doing the stuff over at SNL, which by the way, you know SNL does in-show branded stuff these days. Wait, what? Yeah, like whenever they do a bit that's like at Olive Garden or some shit, oh, and they don't fuck. say that like Olive. And it's not about Olive Garden being bad. That's like branded. They're doing like in-show branded these days. Weird. I found doing distance. a lot more commercials, doing a lot more commercials uh, over at SNL. They're doing a lot more commercials. All right. So we got to go do Star is Morn because we only have 10 minutes left and we would never want to skip Star is Morn, right? Yeah, but I just want to really eh, fuck it. I can't find it. I just wanted to find. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is my favorite shit of all time. Actually, we'll do Star is Morn in one second. I just want to watch one more SNL ad. They picked Bear Girlfriend. There we go. Uh, what if it was a freaking other type of bear? Remember? Uh, this is definitely Cecily's uh, job and not like a very low paid PA's job. <laughs> also, by the way, um, remember when SNL used to do um, ad parodies? Remember when they used to like make fun of uh, uh, how our culture is like trying to feed us... Uh, advertisements and products all the time and and this is just an actual ad for a jeep about bear girlfriend or some shit who's driving with her is that tom lennon some guy like the this is a jeep commercial this is just a jeep commercial i mean this was like actually put as a commercial but snl's just straight up doing like snl branded commercials that's depressing anyway that's, That's a little more help. We live in okay. Hell. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, everyone. Well, Kate, let's do a star is mourn. Uh, Lindsay, it's going to block your head because we have a hey, big graphic cool. there. But if you can scoot maybe over here a little more on this side, it won't block your face. <laughs> there we go. I'm off the deep end. Watch as I dive in. I'll never meet the ground. Yep. We're far from shallow now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to A Star is Morn, your one-stop shop for your morning update on the definitely soon-to-be-winning every Oscar-winning movie. What did they say? A Star is Born, directed by Bradley Cooper, starring Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. So we had a, we got huge news. We have huge, huge, oh my God, breaking Star is Born news. This came out yesterday. By the way, yesterday was the one month anniversary, or sorry, the one month until the Star is Born premiere. 
Jack, are you not excited about A Star Is Born? I'm very excited about A Star Is Born. Lindsay, are you? I'm so not excited, excited that I that I hear I'm about like it every day. I'm excited. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? I mean, you need to wake up. <laughs> okay. So what's up? We got a huge update today. So there's a link in the doc, Jack. Oh wow. Okay, let's see. Uh, <laughs> oh wow. It's a big announcement. Big Star Is Born. A huge celebrity is going to be making a cameo in A Star Is Born, and it is. You guessed it, Halsey. I, I I did guess it. That's exactly who I guessed. Halsey. Yeah, he did. Halsey. Halsey, who still, uh, you know, has a broken heart from her breakup with G-Eazy, is uh, going to be fine after all because she has a big break in a big Hollywood movie. Maybe she'll get an Oscar, too. Halsey says, I guess now is a good time to finally tell you guys that I have a little cameo in A Star is Born. Wow. Thank you so, so much to Gaga and Bradley for including me. It was an honor to watch both of your talent and dedication on set, Heart. An all-time life highlight for me, for sure. Do you think Bradley did uh, his famous Rocket Raccoon voice for her? Do you think uh, he ever did his famous, uh, his very famous voice of Rocket Raccoon, the stogie-loving sure raccoon? Did. Maybe. <laughs> um, so there's a follow-up to this. I'm sure you're asking... What is Halsey doing in a Gaga movie? Will she play uh, Gaga's little sister? Will she right. play Bradley Cooper's little sister? Yeah. Will she play? <laughs> is there another character? Another who's character's little sister. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, well, click the second link, Jack. We'll find out. Okay. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, oh my lord! Are you serious? I. <gasps> play myself for a very small moment. Wow. A very small moment, which is insane because it means Gaga and Bradley saw me worthy of representing piece of the current state of music in this film forever. Okay. They could have picked any artist. It was so humbling and unreal. I wonder if she was the first pick. I wonder if she was that's, the first that's pick. That's a very good question. <laughs> uh, I, I, I wonder the same thing. Wow, that's that's such an honor to be chosen by Bradley Cooper to as be, a representative of modern music. She's I mean, the, the voice. She about. is she is a piece of the current state of wow. music. Wow, the guy, the the famous performer of the Rocket Raccoon voice himself, Bradley Cooper, chooses you as a representative of what's going on in music. That's that's un, that's unbelievable. I, that's this, amazing. This is a. Halsey uh, comes off a little, um, you know, like she's she's, you know, I don't know if someone told this to her that that this is what she represents in the movie or if she decided that this is what she represents the current state of music. Yeah. She decided that this meant yeah, she, she was like, represents that's that. insane like, because it means this. It's like, insane <laughs> because it means I represent the current like, state Halsey, of music. They're like, Halsey, like, like, you know, ask for Halsey, like, one day uh, a star is born. She's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I represent all of music. <laughs> <laughs> I am representing every musician of 2018. I mean. Thank you, Bradley. Do the voice again, Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mean, kid, you, the, you, you represent all the music, kid. What do you want me to say, kid? <laughs> I mean, you gotta wonder. You gotta wonder. Did she decide this meant that she represents wow. the current state of music? Maybe or? you can dig into this and find out. 
Uh, I mean, you are doing a morning segment every day. I should. You should reach out and say we're doing a morning segment about uh, a star is born. Yeah. Uh, um, We wanted to reach out and see if we could do it in just just try to get to the bottom of whether Bradley Cooper, the voice of Rocket Raccoon, thought you were the representative of all music, or whether that's something you brought to the ask yourself. That would be really cool to know. Yeah, I would like to know. I I will be doing some investigative star is born journalism. Great, that'd be very cool. Um. Bradley yeah. Cooper, not a secret MAGA guy, but I do think he was trying to play at uh, conservative fandom until Trump happened. He wanted to be the American sniper, like Republican mm, guy. There's no one who has that. ever talked to Lady Gaga and seen her eyes and looked into them. That's a MAGA guy? That could be a MAGA guy. Okay. Wow, that's, that's, a, <clears throat> that's a really big... <clears throat> breaking story. Is there anything else? Is there anything else you uh, want to get yeah, into? Yeah, there's in, a one uh, other small new, new ASIB news item. <laughs> uh, um, this is the... So, so Star is Born is slated to premiere at the Zurich Film Festival with oh, good. some other movies that I'm assuming will all be pulling out of the well, festival. Well, Alfonso Cuaron's Roma is uh, going to be a great film. Definitely going to be horrible. Okay. All of these other movies might as well just be put back on the shelf. Odd thing I'm to say. Assuming they would be because uh, why would you want to be shown oh at the God. same festival as the best movie? Hey, of are all you time? excited for the hotly anticipated Life Itself from This Is Us creator Dan Fogelman? Um, no. This Is Us is pretty good, so yeah, I am excited. Okay, except for I will not be watching it because it is competing against A Star Is Born, and famously, all those movies that even deign to think they could be better than A Star Is Born. We'll all be cursed forever by Lady Gaga's beautiful magic voice. So her her voice is magic not only in the sense that it sounds magical, but that it actually has magical properties that can curse people. I'm suggesting it. I'm not saying okay. it's fact. I'm just throwing it out. I there. mean, I think it's fact. Hey, remember in uh, uh, American Sniper, the movie that Bradley Cooper was in? It starts on a scene where he's about to snipe an Iraqi child, and then cuts out in mid scene, and then it comes back to that scene later, and the resolution is that he did shoot the Iraqi Dear child. God. Is that true? Yeah, but she, the child had like a bomb. That's it was like had a bomb up. on him, but that's, that's like fucked up. That's very Chris Kyle, interesting guy. Chris Kyle, the American Sniper. God. Death addict, murder addict, right. hero, okay. the heroic murder addict. Well, that we has been a star to... is mourn. Thanks yeah. for tuning in to your daily morning update wow. on the soon-to-be Oscar-winning movie, A Star is Born. If you're thinking of competing in the Oscars this year, don't. Oh, 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 I'm off the deep end, watch as I dive in. I'll never meet the ground. Right. We're far from the shallow now. The shallow. One shallow. The single shallow. One shallow. We are really far weird. from the single shallow. One shallow. We are um, far from the one single shallow. Someone there is. Uh, yelled out my name at me yesterday. That was interesting. Someone, I was walking the dog with Jack. I was walking Kenny, my yeah, dog. Yeah, right my after daughter, the stream. And someone said, Kate A.M. And I thought that it was someone Kate knew, like a friend of hers or yeah, something. It might be. I, I'm I'm worried that it was someone I didn't immediately recognize. I was truly But it, it wasn't someone I'm close friends with because I would I didn't they didn't look familiar to me. Uh but I 
I, it's possible that I knew them. But we're getting noticed, folks. That was wild. I wasn't noticed. They yelled out Kate AM. And I actually think it would be great. It would actually be fantastic if people only ever recognize Kate because she's got yellow everything. And then I just like like am like not even noticeable. They're like Kate was there and like uh, some there was a shadow nearby. <laughs> there was a shadow. A mean there dark was some, shadow. There's something near her. I can't remember. There was uh, something that uh, my vision couldn't quite make out. I, I couldn't seem to focus on yeah. whatever was with her. But, You're like uh, a puff of of black smoke. Yeah, they're like that's what I would like actually. They're like, oh, Kate A.M. the yellow and uh, a a thing and a thing, her thing. <laughs> if it was if it was you that yelled Kate A.M. at me, give me a give me a holler. Let me know who you were. Yeah. Let me know if you're my friend or if you're just a stranger. If you're, if you're a foe or if you're a foe. I don't. Yeah, have, did you want to fight her? Like is that why? You I don't yelled? have foes. I don't have foes. We don't have foes. Yeah, no. We don't have foe, folks. We don't peace have and foes. love. Peace Pe- and love. Peace and love. This is a positive show. Speaking of peace and love, let's just very briefly talk about the funny or die email that went out to all the former staffers yesterday. I mentioned it on Twitter, and there were people asking me about it today. Oh, so this is the big reveal? Well, it's not a big reveal. People were asking me about it, and I don't like personally see any reason not to tell people what the fuck is going on. It is annoying uh, uh, what's going on with those so guys. you're going to share a private I'm email. not going to show the email. I'm going to, like, tell what was in the email and talk about it. You should check the email signature to see if it has any legal jargon at well, the end. By the way, that legal jargon is not fucking, uh, uh, it's, like, not enforceable. You can't just, like, send someone an email. That's like the Elon Musk thing. You can't send someone an email and be like, it's illegal to, to look, to do anything. It's like, you send me the fucking email. Like, I can do whatever I want, actually. Uh-huh. This shit, the, like... The like CAA stuff they have at the bottom where it's like, this is only for the intended recipient. I'm like, okay, like, uh, then, then let's all, every time you send an email, let's get a signed non-disclosure to send back. Uh, uh, that's that's how it goes. That's funny. That's how it goes. Okay. Okay. Go, go, go. Do your thing. Hey, I, 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 I'm cool about it. So funny or die, like basically, uh, uh, funny or die basically sold the entire library once again. They're now partnering with Vox, uh, uh, which that is the whole scam over there. That's the current scam. Hey, look, funny or die does not have money. I'm not like trying to like say that funny or die is like currently doing very well or anything like that. But the only thing that they're doing are making deep cable shows or uh, web series for Lyft. They're bringing back Billy on the Street as a uh, partnership with Lyft as a web series. That's please, so please weird. hire me to write as for a partnership Billy. with Lyft. Please hire me to write as a web series. But yeah, one of the uh, uh, revenue streams street, right now is basically please. just selling the library. They sell the library over and over again. Sell it to airlines and shit like that. Uh, uh, and you know that's all the work that like all of us did like you know the people that worked there me all my friends everyone who worked there uh they're just reselling our work and we're not getting any money for it or anything like that which you know we uh uh i guess agreed uh, to do or whatever but yeah that's the whole idea is they're reselling the library over and over again but in reselling the library and getting it put on the vox platform now uh the whole website has been redone and one of the few things that was useful about funny or die is that all of us that worked there had a page that you could go to that would have all the videos that we ever made for Funny or Die. Like all the things that we were credited on would be like saved on our page. And so everyone noticed last week that like, oh, like all of our credits have been like removed from Funny or Die videos. And we don't have our like user pages anymore. Uh, uh, So, you know, basically the whole promise of Funny or Die, the whole promise of Funny or Die was that you'll do video work for low pay, but you'll get high, high exposure from it. And, you know, that is totally bullshit even to begin with. 
But even that fake lie, even that fake lie, fake lie. even that fake lie is now lo no longer even having lip service paid to it because they're removing our names from all of these things. Uh, uh, so let's go into the email. Uh, Mike Farah, the CEO of Funny or Die, sends out CC. Thought you weren't uh, going to uh, show uh, it. I don't give a shit. Uh, uh, oh, hi, yeah. everyone. Hopes this finds don't you well. Why? Oh, okay, whatever. Steele and I wanted to find I a way it. to reach out to reach out to as many former staff and friends of Funny or Die as possible. I'm in the former staff. I'm, I'm in the former staff category, not the uh, friends category, I would say. Uh, uh, as possible to discuss the funnierdie.com site migration that began last week, stating the obvious, the digital world has gone through lots of changes over the last 11 years, 11 years that have directly impacted online content creators and publishers like Funnier Die. It's, all, it's, it's of course, it's of course all because of the changing landscape of the digital media uh, world and not at all because of any decisions that anybody in positions of power made at the company or anything like that. It is, of course, because of outside uh, uh, circumstances that they had no control over. Uh, um, so uh, 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 as a result of these changes, it no longer made sense to run our own website with our own staff of engineers. You know what I think? I think it maybe never made sense to run the website with a highly paid staff of engineers in Northern California. I think maybe maybe it was never a good idea for them to uh, uh, extract all the money uh, being made by people in L.A. writing advertisements for them and acting in advertisements for them. It wasn't a great idea to extract all that money and send it north, uh, uh, up to Northern California to some Silicon Valley company. Uh, uh, maybe that was never a good idea to begin with, uh, considering that, you know, it's not that hard to put fucking videos on the Internet in the first place. But anyways, it no longer made sense to pay this highly paid fleet of people in Northern California. Uh, so they're partnering with Vox Media to power the website using their chorus platform. They're partnering with Vox Media. Um, this has allowed them to keep the vast majority of your work online, but website migrations are extremely, extremely complex. You have to get download the images. You have to put the images back up. You know, by the way, I don't like what the fuck are these guys doing at this point? Like, what else do you have going on that you can't get the website migration done properly? Like, you're not like it, 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 are things getting very, very busy with uh, American Vandal? Did, did everything get like too? Everyone got too swamped with the two television shows they're doing over there for deep, deep cable. So it was just too hard. It was just so. As some of you noticed, our transition, these migrations are extremely complex, folks. I, I can't even go into it. They're extremely complex. As some of you may notice, our transition hasn't been seamless, especially in terms of credits especially in terms of credits. Because, as it turns out, that's actually the thing that mattered least to them. That was something that didn't matter in the sale of the library to Vox. What Vox wanted was the video because they just want hours and hours and hours of content that can autoplay. They don't really care about the, the credits on the videos. That's actually something that only matters to the people who are former employees of them. So it's an afterthought. It's an afterthought. By the way, this is all after... People raised a stink about it last week. This is after like, and not me either. I'm like raising fucking stinks all the time. But like good guys, nice people that everybody likes were like, my credits are gone. Or whatever. I'm just here uh, off camera so I don't uh, face legal action. There's no legal action. There's no I don't, legal I don't action. I want to be complicit in you. So anyway, the email. transition hasn't been seamless, especially in terms of credits, especially in terms of credits. What a bummer. That's too bad. Well, you guys got all the videos over there in time for your uh, uh, for your library deal to go through with Vox. So that's good. Um, 
We are listing complete credits beneath each video. Thank God. But due to you know what? Actually, can you can we go through one by one? Uh, just give me give me one by one. Uh, which videos you're gonna put my credits on? Because maybe I'd like a couple to not. I maybe don't want my credit back on a couple of those videos. Uh, but due to an error in the migration progress, the uh, process, the error being that the people who did it don't give a fuck about it. They don't actually give a shit about the credits being on the video. That's the error. It's an error in uh, care. Uh, um, some names weren't included in the transfer. Vox Media is currently redoing that part of the migration and complete credits should be fixed by next week. However, at this point, we aren't able to link each video back to the channel slash user page of each person who worked on them like we were on the old site. Yeah, so, you know, the thing where we get to have a calling card of like all the videos that we made, like easily accessible, that's not going to happen anymore because uh, because the Vox platform doesn't do it. And, and nobody thought to think about this, you know, before the whole fucking deal went through. Nobody like talked about this or gave a shit about it. You know, because they actually don't give a fuck about anyone who worked for them. And the whole thing is, like, bullshit. Like, the idea that, you know, you are, we were all building something together is just not true. It's not true. The people, you know, they, we built something together, and it's a production company to make uh, Billy on the Street for the Lyft, for the Lyft uh, app. Uh, so they won't be able to link to every cast and crew member in a video for all FOD exclusives. Thank you. Um, we'll do our best link every video's writer and director. They'll do their best. They'll try their best. No, no, I don't want it. I don't want it, Kate. Stop. Go. I don't want it. Stop feeding me ice cream. Um, you can also receive an export of the personal videos you uploaded to Funny or Die. Please just fill out this content export form, and our team will follow up with instructions. We'll also make sure to make, keep you updated on our progress as we try to work out a solution and make other changes to our site. If you have questions, email these people. Steele and I are sorry we didn't do a better job keeping you informed before the new site's launch. Yeah, I mean, you guys actually maybe should have done that. Should have done that. Uh, thanks for hearing us out, and don't hesitate to give us a call or email if you'd like to talk more. That's from Mike Farah, the CEO slash ambassador of lifestyle at Funny or Die. The ambassador of lifestyle. At Funny or Die. Uh, and that's that, I think. Uh... <laughs> Call him now. I can't. It's a two-party consent state. We live in a two-party consent state here in California, so you can't do calls on the air. Uh, uh, you can't record phone calls without... Uh, without uh, consent from both parties, uh, so I cannot do it. I will show you my, hope, my email back to them, though, because I did email back. I said, it kind of feels like the whole promise of Funny or Die, doing videos for low pay but high exposure, is kind of undercut by this unfortunate circumstance that will leave everyone without a page as a calling card. It's less than ideal, yes, but just another example of former employees being a complete afterthought when it comes to making partnerships where you resell the library of work we've done without paying us. I do have one question. What was the distribution fee on the typical branded video, and how does it compare to what creatives were paid? Boom, mic drop. <clears throat> they won't respond to me. When they were talking about how they would like to hear from anybody, uh, they are not talking about me. They don't like to, uh, they don't respond to me anymore over there. They don't respond to me over there anymore. And I get it. I do get why they don't respond to me over there. However, it is a little weird to, like, decide that you don't like a person that you used to talk to because of your undying fealty to the company that makes the Lyft reboot of Billy on the Street. I have a question for you, Jack. Yeah. 
Were you really mad when I put ice cream in your mouth? I'm just all fired up. I'm all fired up, and I just wanted to stay focused. You seemed mad. They don't respond to me anymore because I've gotten into it with them enough about this, and they just think I'm like, they don't understand like what I want. They don't understand that I'm actually upset that they fucked us over majorly for many, many years, and that there were like huge labor abuses at Funny or Die. Like There were like... You know, they would take like tens of thousands of dollars. They, they took hundreds of thousands of dollars in distribution fees on branded videos, and they paid people like me and Joe Hartzler $200 to do these videos. Aww. And in the end, I mean, and that is startup mentality. This is the kind of Silicon Valley startup mentality. We're all scrimping so that we can, like, build something bigger together. But what was it in the end? What bigger thing did we build? We were able to build the library to uh, sell things to Lyft, uh, to sell things to Vox. That's all they wanted to do. They wanted to get us for very, very low cost to build a library for them. And it was kind of under the promise that you'd be like close. Uh, you'd have some proximity to people like, uh, you know, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. I mean, there was, you know, there was the whole like funnier dies like catchphrase for a long time was like, uh, we work for, for, for Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell is our boss. Or whatever. They always said that shit. Will Ferrell is our boss. But who's writing stuff for Will Ferrell? Who's writing stuff for Will Ferrell these days? I'm going to be looking into this fella, uh, you know, pretty soon. Uh, but who is writing stuff for Will Ferrell these days? Why, of course, it's Michael Kvami, who is the son of Mark Kvami, who was the head of the Sequoia Capital Group who gave all the money to start Funny or Die. Who gave all the money to get Funny or Die started. I have no problem with Billy on the street. I have no problem with Billy. I have no problem with the show. Uh, I do think it's a little embarrassing that this company, which costs hundreds of millions of dollars in venture capital funds and investment from HBO and AMC and all these places, are uh, now doing an eight-episode web series partnership with Lyft. Anyway, Michael Kwame is uh, writing a script for Will Ferrell about esports. He's kind of doing it in the vein of, of Talladega Nights. That's really cool. That's really cool that Michael Kwame, who earned it, who earned it for sure, who absolutely guaranteed earned it, it's very cool that Michael Kwame's thing was to get his dad to invest a lot of money in Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. And, and and get stuff from it. I think that's really awesome. Hey, I'm scared to talk. Yeah, I think that's really cool. You're too fired up. Hey, you know, I was I was posting about Michael Gvami online yesterday. I posted about, you know, Joey Clift. You know Joey Clift? Yeah. Nice guy. I like Joey Clift. Funny performer, funny writer over at UCB. He responded to me about Michael Gvami. Said that he was in a UCB class with him, actually. Wait, Joey said that? I thought it was Joan. No, Joey. Cl oh, uh, Joan said Joan said first. Yes. Joan first said that uh, she was in a, a 301 with a uh, uh, with Michael Kwame. Which is right here. I had improv 301 with that guy. Everyone was pretty sure he was doing coke during the breaks. I'm like, that's pretty funny. And then Joey Clift gets in the replies and he's like, I was in a completely different 301 with him. And we had to stop of practice early because he got so high that he started physically attacking people for editing his scenes. And then I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I was in a practice group without a coach. Roll Diggity was there. 
Fahmy thought he attacked Matt as a bit, but the practice ended shortly after that. Uh, Sitko taught the class. So Michael Kwame's this, like, uh, cokehead son of a venture capital allegedly, guy. Allegedly. Alleged cokehead. Coke alleged reported cokehead. I've got to teach you about defamation. Yes, I'm sorry. This guy, he's an alleged cokehead son of the head of a venture capital fund who funded the website for Will and Adam, now writing a, a, a movie for Will. So that's the kind of people that is that is actually the kind of access you get. That's the way you get access to these guys is not necessarily by like working at the website uh, that they're, you know, grifting tens of thousands of dollars for every branded video. And I'm not saying that Will and Adam knew about any of this stuff. I don't think that they do. I think that they didn't care to. I think they didn't like really have that much interest in knowing. But yeah, uh, um, the way the way to get. The way to get the promise of Funny or Die, the sort of the implication of what they were uh, uh, selling to all of us when they were ripping us off for a decade. And uh, when they were ripping us off for a decade. And that's, you know, Chris Bruss, who ran the branded department and designed, from my understanding, from everybody I talked to, everyone's like, it's Chris Bruss. He, like, designed the whole model of how to rip people off with distribution fees. Don't ask me. It's Chris Bruss's fault. Uh... Uh, and then there, of course, is Andrew Steele, who was uh, the former head writer of SNL, who was like kind of the head of the writing department. And he had this philosophy about us all paying our dues. And so he didn't want to advance anybody or pay anybody that well because uh, he thought that we have to pay our dues. Hey, it's 916. Nice thing that the boomers think. All the boomers in entertainment like to uh, make us pay our dues. But the interesting thing is that actually when Andrew Steele was paying his dues, it was like, on television networks and stuff where there were like rules and regulations. And the weird thing about new media is that when they made us pay our dues, they were creating all the rules. They just made up the rules out of whole cloth. And so part of the reason why we got fucked over so badly is because this guy, Andrew Steele, who is a funny guy, and it was nice to me, actually. But part of the reason was because he had this philosophy about that nobody should ever get to advance in their careers and everybody should suffer as a writer because uh, that because he fetishizes that. And so that led to a lot of weird fucked up stuff. That led to a lot of weird fucked up stuff at Funny or Die. We got ripped off pretty fucking bad over there. And a lot of people uh, were able to uh, buy houses with the salaries that they made over there. And they still work there. And they still work there. So, you know, yesterday I was talking with some friends and they were like, could you do like a class action lawsuit against Funny or Die for like uh, stolen wages and stuff? It's possible. All right, everybody. Well, uh, uh, that is the end of the stream today. What an exciting time. What an exciting end of the stream. I can really go in on Funny or Die because they're fucked up assholes. They're fucked up guys. And they, uh, even though they, even though they like acknowledge that things are fucked up, nobody ever wants to like apologize or like say that they had any like role in it or anything like that. Anyway, I'm glad that uh, my uh, videos are going to have my fucking credit under them. It's too bad that I won't... Uh, it's too bad that I won't have uh, 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 a calling card page anymore. But that's where we are, everybody. Hey, so let me know on uh, uh, the website uh, whether you're Team Jost or Team Rogers. And uh, take the Jack Ron. Oh, you can't take it anymore. That's it for the show, everybody. Uh, we will be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. Thank you all for watching. And, and oh, what? What is it today? Today is... Uh 
Thursday. We have we have Eliza Skinner coming on the show tomorrow, which is very very exciting. Uh, uh, I'm really excited to talk to Eliza. I'm stoked that she's going to be on. Uh, Eliza is going to be here live in my apartment, and um, very excited to see her. So uh, uh, please be back here tomorrow, 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. Good times, everybody. Bye.